0: Hey, guys, and welcome to part two of the Lauren Interviews podcast, an exclusive interview with Angie Solomon. Now, oh, my gosh, I know it was so sad to listen to part one um, and very informative, but you got to listen to this part because this is where she drops all of the crazy, crazy bombshells. And now I also want to just put it out there that, you know, Erin His case against Angie here, which, you know, she got into, he made her seem crazy, is, you know, there are documents out there, you know, from years ago stating that, oh, she's nuts, you know, she's suicidal, etc., etc. He's going to want you to think she is crazy. She is not crazy. And um, we have documentation to back that up. We have people uh, that will happily come forward and say that she is completely sound of mind. So I wanted to just put that out there before I play part two. So just in case it was crossing anybody's you know, mind that, oh, well, how do we know to believe her if, if you know, maybe she is crazy? Yeah, no, she's she's not. And people are willing to come forward and uh, attest to that. So where we left off, Angie uh, kind of broke down a bit because she was remembering something that Grant said about being able to protect her when he was 6'4". Sorry.
1: And he was 6'4 when they found him under
0: the truck. Sorry, Angie.
1: Wow, he's just... It's okay. Gracie and I both heard him and, and then he grew up to six, four. Um, but take your time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But he, yeah. uh, quickly left again and I went about my daily thing because that was our life. Yeah. This wasn't a one-off
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yes. So that Friday I had his pack to leave. Okay. I came home and I actually took a phone call as an expert trial witness in pharmacy for different, um, in that case, it was a Medicare fraud case. Okay. And the call went three hours. That shouldn't matter because everything was packed. But what mattered was I heard my front door open. And when I finished the call, I walked out and my parents were sitting on my couch and Aaron, and they told me they were there to commit me.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: because they saw what you had written to the doctor and that you were- I was going to talk. And you were going to talk. Oh my gosh, this is, sorry to say the term gaslighting. People say I overuse this term a lot. You were like the first person to be gaslit here. Like well, before this term you, got popular. Like, thing. I'm a person that's, I
1: I learn best by study. um. Just like with pharmacy school. I, I mean, I hate the books, but I, I trust what I learn. There was nothing to Google or read about. These terms are new. Okay. But these terms came up during these 10 years. It's actually will be a 10 year anniversary of him taking the children this May the 10th. Right. And we, and we fought and been clawing since then. But you couldn't look up gaslighting, scapegoat. I know, I know you couldn't,
0: you're right. You're you really right. couldn't even
1: look up narcissism, sociopath. They weren't, we weren't talking about psychopaths. These were just people that we hear about you know, from other arenas that live other places. You don't. So I had no, I I didn't know what I was dealing with. I just knew it was something that was very off. So, so Angie, called, did they commit you? Well, no, he, he no, he called paramedics. Good. Okay. Um, but I didn't know why they were going to me. Yeah, I was yeah. fighting back. It. Yeah. Well, but I said I thought I can't. I tried to get past them. I couldn't get past them. They wouldn't let me have license, ID, phone, purse, anything. And and oh, so man. I said, uh, the only way I can get out of here is to let them go ahead and call and get police here. And All I'll right. tell them. So the and first- you,
0: I hope you were super calm. Like, okay, sure. Commit me. Like, are, are you kidding me? I'm sitting here as sane as anyone else. But yeah. yeah I was just like, are you- Yeah, me? exactly. Exactly. Like, okay. What?
1: Like, what else are you going to do? This right. is insanity. I just hung up the phone on a
0: Medicare call. Yeah, I'm- I know. And so you have a doctorate, right? And you were yes. you are literally, you have an amazing job. You I mean, yeah, that's so yes. stupid. I okay. Mean,
1: yeah. I would just, but here's the thing. I'm a mental health advocate. And sometimes yeah. that's necessary to help stabilize patients, but um Yeah. It's not most of the time when you have an involuntary committal like that, it's for, it's because of anger. It's because mm-hmm. of jaded and anger anyway. So the paramedics arrived and they separated, they put them on the, my parents and Aaron on the front porch. They brought me in and I said, I'm not, yeah.
0: but they already yeah. knew they, they said, so they were like, what are we doing here? We're wasting our time. Well, here. they said, they're going to kill you. Oh gosh. And so I said, what am I going to do?
1: Because I've got to go pick up the kids. Yeah. Right. I had two and a half hours and the kids were going to panic. Yeah. At that point, the children had been asking me to sit at school uh, during the day all day because they're afraid Aaron would hurt me. But I told them I had a plan to get out. And I basically missed that plan by about an hour and a half to leave the house. But we, but what we did was we went to Centennial, not Parthenon Pavilion, which is the mental institution. They took me to the Centennial ER They said, when you go in, you blacklist your name, which we hear a lot of uh, celebrities that do that so that no one can get any information on them. Sure. Yeah. I blacklisted my name, which prevented me from my, even Aaron or my parents from getting my information on me. Good. But I can hear them yelling outside the exam room and the nurse says, uh, do you mind talking to police? And I was like, what? Yeah. I didn't tell you anything. Right. Because I'm not supposed to talk and I wouldn't have. So I knew mm. the rules. And she said, because he's out here saying you tried to commit suicide and we, we all can tell that you didn't. Yeah, right. He said, he said, he's plus he's done really poor research and he's described a drowning victim that got up and that died and got up and lived and walked. And he, she said, you would have to have, and of course I know that's a farm, you'd have to have uh petechiae in the eyes, the fingernail beds, you would have to have okay. uh, blood rings around your neck, just all kinds of things, yeah. but I only had yeah. three nails broken off on each hand from the fight. Okay. and I, I said otherwise might but I was just in shock. I said suicide. What the? Yeah. He what? Right. And there it all began. And that that's how it all began. And then um they were they were they were very angry. They kept me overnight. The officer spent slept at the hospital to protect out in the which is exceptional wow they me overnight because they didn't know what to do for mm. me uh because they brought me with nothing that they thought I would end up dead because these people were so angry they actually referenced Jody Arias at oh. that time and they said that your, your parents are that's who they remind me of I saw they were doctors everyone yeah so all of a sudden my world and that's where uh all I was worried about was the kids and of course I missed the time to get them and um I didn't see them again for I get to see them once in six months and they thought they had been told I had died.
0: What? Wait, wait. So how did you not see them for six months when you were, so the hospital ended up keeping you for six months or no, the
1: hospital kept me overnight. And then we, then when it brought a social worker in and educated me on domestic violence okay. and I sit there on the bed with her, the doctor said, go teach her. And, and I, was like if this can happen to me this can happen to anybody because he had he had isolated me he had control of all the funds like the cycle of abuse he checked every box they showed me that they showed me um uh they talked to me about honeymoon phases and yeah. and um, yes so and then they taught me about uh exit plans what needed to be prepared I mean all of this was being put in my face and But at the same time, while I'm in the hospital, Aaron is filing for
0: divorce because I'm suicidal. And did, did they know that he was doing this and had plans to take the kids while they're educating you on? So they had no idea. So Angie, none of us did. We didn't, I didn't find out until that Monday that he had an order of protection
1: against me. They did. The kids didn't come home. He had an order of protection against me and he filed for divorce, citing suicide, which that's the opposite of what you do. If you're loved, if a loved one, correct. If you, it's, you really it's, care it's also making a mockery of, of the people and how like our suicide hotlines and all the things that we do, um, in our world to try to prevent suicide and how higher rates are, it's just a, it's a mockery.
0: So where but did he I, take the kids to the apartment? He
1: also, he also asked for $10,000 alimony. And he asked for $2,000 a month for the kids. So he wanted me to be mentally ill and be institutionalized, but also work 40 hours a week as a pharmacist and pay him. Do you
0: have, do you have this documented? Like, do you still have this paperwork of him saying you tried to commit suicide? You should be in a mental hospital, but also you need to pay me XYZ and work 40 to 50 hours a week. You the, have it, all this. Okay, was, that's, that's well, really was, important. Okay. Well, one of the things I did immediately was when he started
1: attacking my credibility, my person, um, I'm a mental health advocate. So it yeah. was incredibly insulting and angering. But at the same time, look, I decided the only way that you can combat that is to keep every piece of paper, every order, record every conversation. And so I've done that since 2013. So, I have, so anything that I talk to you about... Yeah. I have a piece of paper, uh, in a binder at this point, my friend, my friends have put my life into binders and they're, they stack about four feet tall on the wall in my den.
0: And now I know that it's obviously like a violation of HIPAA, et cetera, but is there any way that, you know, you said your doctor passed away, but Can you get records, your own records of what you had said to him, what you? Okay, amazing. So you do. So just to to quickly tie that up, because I want to get the doctor at at, the doctor at Centennial said, wrote
1: in his notes. We have those as well. This patient is not suicidal. This patient doesn't belong in here. There's nothing wrong with her. However, my concern is the three people in the lobby. Right. And he went on to say he gave me a piece of paper that said not suicidal, not suicidal. Just wrote all over it, and he said you're going to need this. And I thought. But the, but the next more, so the first thing I did when I got out, I mm-hmm. had to break in a window to get into my house. I found my, I did find my cell phone under a pile of towels
2: mm-hmm. and I called Aaron yeah and he
1: said, what are you doing out? And I said, where are the kids? Where yeah. is everybody Everybody's yeah. gone. Um, and he hung up and I He's called my protecting
0: himself. That's very obvious. Hung up, he hung up. I
1: called my parents. They hung up. I called his parents. They hung up. The children didn't have cell phones. Yeah. And so I didn't know where they were, but I just was sure they would come home on Mother's Day. And that was the next day. And so the next day I got up and I showered upstairs because I didn't want to get back in that shower, in the yeah. master bathroom shower. Sure, sure. And I, and then I heard a male voice yelling, um, in my den. And I was like, I came down the stairs and I was like, saw a sheriff's deputy with his head stuck through the window that I had broken out. He's like, Miss Solomon, Miss Solomon. And I was like, Oh, can I help you, sir? And he goes, yes. He said, your husband has just called the precinct and said, you're suicidal. You're kidding. Try it again. You're kidding. On Sunday. And I said, no, I'm just trying to help, trying to get ready because it's Mother's Day and I, my, my kids will come home. Yeah. And they were like, oh, Ms. Solomon, we're very sorry. We hope you have a happy Mother's Day, but you're obviously not suicidal. And I said, hang on a second. And I went and grabbed my my paper. Yeah, yeah. I called And you showed that. free and i showed them the paper
0: mm-hmm. do you um do you remember this officer
1: uh Did you get their
0: name on, or i mean it's on record have, all the okay. records are
1: the west precinct so everything, okay, everything good. is on record and some of the officers have actually um written statements for us saying that they knew who the aggressor was um and it was not me at one the, point he lunged at me in front of the officers and they pulled him back No. but no the officers didn't do anything to him
0: yeah. Do you have a clip of the radio uh clip that said, you know, That's local news I want. anchor? That's what okay. I want. I, me- I know
1: I know yeah. who it was. It was 92.9. We write that down. She's actually a friend of mine. She's still on 92.9. Oh. Her name is Anne Marie Ritter. R-I-T-T-E-R. Anne Marie Ritter. Okay. She's very well known. And she she was the one that was running the morning show that morning when it came across that he was running up and down Abbott Martin Road.
0: And he looked crazy, I'm assuming. Well, that's why Rose calling in. So like how running. how come you are the crazy one when it's on record here that this motherfucker was running excuse my language was running up and down Please, in I a curse. suit? I curse all the time. So I okay, sorry, I know, but I, I probably shouldn't. Um, especially in front of a lady. It's um, fine I'm sorry because I it's a It's fine because it's a point of reference for me. Yes. Okay. Fine. Yeah. It makes me feel
1: better. Please curse.
0: (laughs) Okay. 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 So, okay. So just, again, I want to just wrap this up this part because I do now it's getting clearer and clearer to me. So basically. the children were with him and the court did not believe you. And
1: he was, well, the children were with him and I had a friend because I have no vehicle. He left me with no vehicle, no electricity, no, no anything in the house, no money. Everything was cleared out. And so a friend took me to another friend who's a, deter- a young attorney, mm-hmm. and he got in that database to see what was going on. So okay. I found it, it was Monday uh, before I found out. Oh my gosh, he says I'm suicidal, files for divorce, asks for alimony, and he's got to order protection against me for him and the kids. Well, wow. uh, but I wanted to find it where my kids were. So what I did was I they they told me to do a wellness check to call and do a well, and so I did. And the West precinct officers came out and they found my children in a swimming pool, not in school, but in a Mm -hmm. swimming pool in Cookville, Tennessee at the Clarion Inn. And I said, just talk to Grant. Just talk to Grant. Well, he'll tell you what's going on. So they tried, but six, but six months later, when I got to see the kids for the first time, I asked Grant what happened. And he said that his great pops, Aaron's stepdad, had told him that those were truant officers. And if he spoke to them, they would take him to jail because they were laying out of school. So, so... The, so the grandparents, his Aaron's parents were in on it. They had the, and so, but then I, then I had my first experience with power, control, and money. The good old boy network. Yeah. A really nice police car pulled up, different, in the drive. And it was the, they're like, What's the Chief doing here? and it was the West Precinct Chief. he got out, he calls and we, there's probably twenty officers there trying to help me, yeah, with, some of them teary eyed trying to help me find my kids, and he gets out, calls Aaron, hangs up, says he's well spoken he's he's kind, he was uh he explained to me the situation, cease and desist all operations here. Oh gosh. And they walked away and one of the officers stopped and said, I'm still gonna find your kids. Aww. And he, he kept his word and he said, I'm sorry. And they all left. And um they they the grandparents immediately just like a kidnapping mm. rushed them to another hotel at that time in Lebanon at a Clarion Inn and um de- deputies from I guess the Putnam County area followed and reported back to me that now they were in a swimming pool at the, or at a hotel with a pool in, um, in Lebanon, a Clarion Inn. So, so during that week, the children were moved from hotel to hotel so that I couldn't find them until I knew that there was an order of protection that had been served. So I, so in the time that I had to still have rights to get to my children before I was served, right. They moved them. They kept them hidden from me. Um, because oh. the divorce papers had been filed, I think it was six weeks before I would be in court. So I don't have any contact with anyone. Um, I quickly had to learn to figure out how to live with n- nothing, no food, no electricity, oh, no anything, no car. And... um But how come, could you not work at that time? Because you were just... Well, what had happened was yeah. I was working full-time as a pharmacist, actually, so, sometimes two jobs, because he didn't make... A, much money, but he wanted me to work in two jobs and him to be Mr. Mom. And yes. So when he lost his job at the news station and no other, no other in 2010 and no other station would pick him up. And he was the AP anchor of the year in Tennessee in 2010 and nobody would touch him. I started to go, something's up here. Yeah, And he he couldn't even get on radio. So he had two radio gigs that lasted about six weeks a piece and they fired him. So something was definitely you going know, on. What
0: are, what are these radio stations that I can pop, possibly look um, into? I can get you. There was a sports radio stations. Okay. Maybe we, you can let me know
2: offline.
1: 104.5 The Zone was one. Okay. And, and I think the other was hundred. Let's. I know that one was it. 104.5 The Zone. Let me check on the name of the other one. Okay. And but they hired him and then he, and then what happened was, um, I couldn't get representation because he had taken all the money. I didn't work because the trust was coming in and he said, oh, you're going to be a mom. So when they were doing some rearranging through my company, I Mm -hmm. just told them I was going to go be a mom. So he he had it all set up where I would not be ready to. I would not be working at
0: that time. And it would just be harder for you, I guess it would take a little longer for you to try to get back on your feet, contact your job back. And and well, and
1: also because at that time the pharmacy market was saturated because Mm -hmm. that was when pharmacy, all these pharmacy schools popped up and the market was so saturated that there was actually lines of pharmacists at amazon.com trying to get jobs. So so it was just a really bad time to try to. Yeah. But also the, the pain is a searing pain that, I can't describe, but I don't know how a body lives through that pain of knowing that I knew my children didn't know where I was, were terrified and were with their abuser. I'm and so I know, the last I know. thing i said to them, ironically, was I got down and looked them in my, on my knees and looked them in the eye. And I particularly grant. And I said, I promise you, I will protect you. And I failed. No, no. You know, I've had to spend a lot of years on counseling. I know to forgive myself on that. But, um, I couldn't not knowing what now, what I was up against, which was more than Aaron and my family. Um, I couldn't have, I couldn't have, there was no way to, there was no outcome that would be possible, but failure. Um, however, because, because I kept falling, yeah. They got, they, over the years, they were incredibly agitated and aggravated that I kept coming back because most women don't.
0: Right, well, because most <laughs> you're in a position where you're like, you know, this is all BS. So you're just like, where do you want me to go? You also go from being basically, like you said, Aaron wasn't home. You were the sole provider. You were the ones that made the kid lunches. You know, you were the, ones, the one that picked them up from school every day. That, oh, that like gets to me so bad just because I know exactly what that's like. So if anybody tries to come at me and say all this shit, and take my kids, I'd be like, you don't even know what, you know what I'm saying? You don't even know what to make them for dinner. You don't even know what, you know, what they're that, like.
1: Exactly. You don't yeah. know how uh, both kids, for example, are sensitive with clothing textures and things like sure, that. Yeah. So they had closet full of their uniforms and clothes upstairs. He went to the school and told them that I wouldn't give the uniforms, and they did some sort of uniform drive for them. I mean, I was just-
2: Oh, raccoon my eyes.
1: God. I mean, or I think they call it Panda eyes. Yeah. Oh, it was so. Grant lost 30 pounds in <gasps> because he oh. thought he told granny was fat.
2: Sweet so there boy. were all, these, oh, my God. oh,
1: it was just, it was a torture camp. So, but what ended up happening was finally, I got an attorney who would represent me, but it was so close to the, the date of court that all mm. they had time to say to the answer to the this long petition
2: mm-hmm. was
1: no my answer was no that's it okay. so we thought that we were going into court like all cases which mm-hmm. I was learning about divorce court at this point um that we are going into court to determine where the children would reside in percentage of time as we finalize the divorce okay right right but it was an ambush and my parents were there to testify.
2: Oh and, gosh.
1: Yeah. My dad said, he knew I was mentally ill because I play with my fingers when I was young oh, sorry. and okay, my yeah. dad. And, but we, we later found out that my dad and Aaron and my mom had met with the judge in private chambers prior to. Why? Court because they told the judge what they wanted. That's how, how is my, that
0: allowed? How the hell is that allowed?
1: It's illegal, but that's how my dad operates uh, in Gainesboro. He would just, he had somebody being court. He owned a grocery store. Somebody owed him money. He yeah. would just call the judge and tell him what he wanted. And he would never have to show. So he, it was. it's the way he, kind of like a godfather. That's the way he operates. That's the way Aaron operates because of the power and familiarity, pop, popularity he had in the Nashville area. So when I went in, it wasn't about custody. It was to destroy me. My credibility, it was to destroy everything about me that would make me that would make my testimony truthful and um judge Philip smith said in circuit court he said mm-hmm. i don't believe you mrs solomon i believe you tried to commit suicide well i had my medical records yeah that stated otherwise yeah and he re- right and my attorney said we need to put these into evidence because they're they proved
2: yeah.
1: he not one time in 10 years have my medical
0: records been allowed into court? Were the kids there at this point in court no. or no? Okay. No, and they then, were. Was, sorry, go ahead. They were where they, at that point, they,
1: I didn't still, I really didn't know where they were still, but then I learned that they were living in DeKalb County at the grandparents lake house and wow. Aaron had moved there and they lived there for about, I guess, six months. The judge ordered me to go. He told me that, uh, I was worse than any, and then he's never met me before, and yeah. I'm an expert trial yeah. witness. I mean, yeah, yeah. He says to me, uh, "You're worse than any," and I have the transcript. But he's like, "You're worse than any person that's ever been in front of me. I'm going to treat you worse than any prostitute, murderer. Um, you're what never going to speak again because it was a, it was good old boy, and it was a buy off. They paid the judge off. This and this is common. This is okay. common here. But I learned that later." I learned because, because
0: I, I, he took me to court, I think 180 times just in Davidson County. So essentially you lost custody of your children and they went to live with, with Aaron for two years. Now, they gave,
1: they gave the children to Aaron. And then they told me two years later that, uh, up until that point, I finally got supervised visits and they were, I paid for them and I might get to see them. I might get to see them every other week for two hours and I would have to travel to a place actually in Franklin where we live now from Green Hills because I had no car no I would ride a bus but they would want me to bring um things from home and they want me to cook so one day one day I had a bean bag yeah had a lasagna (laughs) I had birthday cake for Gracie and I but I was carrying it down um Royal Oaks Boulevard here in Franklin. Um, I guess about a mile or half mile to get to the supervised spot. When I left, I was wow. carrying the same things. And I remember Aaron just driving past me and the kids were like, like, can't we pick yeah. her up? Yeah,
0: you know? yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, and, but then, I- and then just fast forward to 2018 when the kids finally had had enough of his abuse and his, you know, and they ran away to live with you. How did that work?
1: Um, well, over the over the course of the years, I had some help from a detective who didn't have jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. And he would tell me how to handle. Okay. Like he taught me. what well, after Aaron put me in jail for still fighting, to, before, still saying what he was doing to the he children. He put you in jail? In 2015, I went to jail. For how long? Uh, I went for three days. But the judge and Aaron, the judge said, I'm doing this to show, to teach you how to mind us and just for Mm -hmm. you to stop talking about this good man and saying he sexually abuses your daughter. And he said, if you, if you show me, you can mind us, you'll only, you'll only go for three days, but there's 30 days on the table. So if at any point in the, there will always be 27 more days on the table. If you, if you can't stay in line, and mind us.
0: Because you were going to the internet. You were going to your friends. You were going to these detectives. At that
1: point, I didn't have anybody. I just kept coming. We just kept, what would happen is even on supervised visits, Gracie would find an opportunity to tell me what dad was doing now. Like how he was morphing, changing into other things he was doing to her. Okay. And so I would go find an attorney we would file dependent neglect. We would try to get her out of there. Yeah. They would call DCS. DCS would pretend to do an investigation. That was just a smokescreen. Um, and wow. basically it would just make Aaron angrier. But that wow. was why I would keep ending up in court because I was not giving up. Right. And right. I, I I moved to another county mm-hmm. to get away from the judge. And we what's the judge's
0: name? Sorry. Philip I know you. Smith. Philip, Philip E. Smith. Philip E. Smith, got it. He thank passed
1: you. away about three months ago, but his record speaks for himself. And then um, he has a partner on the other side of the aisle, Robinson. I Robin. believe his name is Philip as well. Okay. But they both did the same thing with Scott Parsley, Aaron's attorney, okay. who has since been disbarred several times, but he has regained his license. However, he never took Aaron's case back after Grant. Oh. Um, so what happened was we would get to see each other um, we got to see each other at six months Okay, and they couldn't understand why I wasn't dead. That's how I know that was when I found out that they told my, my, everyone in the whole quote, family told them I was dead. So
0: and then, sorry. um,
1: I, their pain, I, so I know it, betrayal I know. and the, you know, it was one thing for my children to be with their abuser and for me to be in this situation where I'm really on my back. Um, that's not me, but
0: it's I can, the other, I people. can tell that's not you, you are a fighter. Holy yes. shit. You are a fighter. They put and, you in jail and you fought. I am like, Oh my God. I tell you,
2: I,
1: you know, you was it, is it Gulliver's travels where they tie the man down? All the little people. I don't remember. Down. Oh, I
2: think, yes. Actually, With I think, all the yeah. streams, that's how yeah. I felt.
1: I was like, there's all these people around me and they've tied yeah. me down and I can't move, but I should be the one. Yeah. So yeah. Then then at, Aaron didn't like the way that visit went because the kids cried when it was over and wanted to see me didn't want to leave so he took me took us back to court reissued the order of protection because I obviously did something to make the children cry which is actually a natural response to not me. Yeah see
0: I was about to say that's incredibly normal um if they didn't I'd probably be like what the hell
1: so no no Christmas together no seeing each other it was probably a year later that we got to finally see each other again Aaron and that time it was supervised. They again came up with a reason we shouldn't see each other, took me back to court. So we did not see each other at all for two years. And then we didn't get to talk on the phone. They were just gone.
2: Mm-hmm. And um,
1: I don't know how I survived that physically without my heart just stopping. And I would ask God, you know, can a, can a person survive this pain? Like, don't let me die. Because I just thought yeah.
0: my heart would just explode. As a mother of two also, I completely understand. Yeah, I,
1: I would lay on the floor, the wood floor oh in that big house in Green Hills that we had no business being in. And I would just lay on that wood floor and just beat that floor and scream to God, help me. I I had no one, no friends because of, it isolated me. Yes. I had... And he was out. Um, and my and my family were rapidly, as rapid as they could, mm. passing around the documents from the judge so that everyone making copies, the school, everyone so that they would believe and probably altered them too. Yeah. But right. Actually, they just went out and made sure I was destroyed to everyone so people thought i had horns oh, like multiple eyes like gross like i think of it like so then, beauty and the Beast, but in reverse and people became terrified of me
0: oh, like people Angie, really i'm loved sorry
1: me. so then i just learned to okay well i'm i used to care what people think now i don't care what anybody thinks and you just right. have to come to a new level of armor mm. i don't give a shit what you think yeah of
0: me. Well, so how did you end up getting custody of them or them being able to live with you in 2018? So in, so
1: in 2015, after I went to jail and I almost didn't survive that, I went and met with my friend who's a detective. Let me get a drink. And um, yeah. he said, um, he had some pals in the FBI. He sent them in to see Philip Smith. What's going on with this case? And he didn't even have to go get the books. He goes, you've never seen her. She, she's mentally ill. Like- this is the most mentally ill woman that I've ever seen in my life. You need to do your homework. They were looking, they were searching for the money trail, right? They couldn't find it. So my, my, my dear friend says to me, 35 years in, uh, as a detective, he says to me, Angie, you've been outplayed. You lost. You need to accept that. Ooh. And I just start bawling. Yeah. He said, but here's what we'll do. You're going to play the game. He said, I'm going to teach you how. He's a narcissist. Okay. So now we're 2015. He said, and I've seen these all my career. He said, you're just going to be as nice to him as you are the kids. I was like, what? So he laid, out, he laid out a plan. And he said, the first thing I want you to do is move. I was in Coffee County. He said, I work, working at a pharmacy there. Mm-hmm. He said, I want you to get a job and get back to Franklin. I want you to get a house and I want you to decorate it. Just like you're going to, like you see the kids all the time. They have their own bedroom, but you don't. And he said, then when you get your little bit of time with it, so there was, oh, we had no overnights together for four years. Okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to, I want you to, I want you to get a house. And he said, then when the kids come over, they feel like they have a home, but also Aaron sees they have a home and it it start to work on him. And he said, then literally, literally, um, and I was Casa mocked me because of, I said this, but this is literally what he did. And I did everything. He said, I want you to bake cookies before the children leave. Yeah. And I want you to give them a bag to take home each. And I want you to give Aaron a bag.
0: (laughs) This guy's actually genius. I mean, I, yeah, and I
1: did. And then the next week, and then he said they could come back the next week for a few hours.
0: So I made brownies. Chocolate. Angie, let's be clear. Aaron doesn't actually want a parent. You know, I know, I know no. men like this. They have no interest in hanging out with their kids. They have no interest in, so.
1: Other for their glorification. He hey. lived through Grant Sports and and he, and he was his trophy. Mm. Gracie was his doll. He used her at night.
0: That's disgusting. Okay.
1: Me, yeah. me. He, he wanted, he, if what he did to us in the home mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. not criminal enough, for an arrest what he did outside the home using the courts to continue the abuse and and just control of us and me
0: it sounds like was- he spent a lot of money I mean well like I mean it- he
1: lost a whole lot of that trust fighting for these things it, that was just that was also outrageous at any point he could have stopped right and just said enough but in the middle of that I had had um I finally got a high profile attorney yeah, with high profile, high conflict divorces, and she had said, "You know, Judge Smith said I'm not giving her a trial. Nothing. I'm not giving her anything that's fair in the, that we actually provide in the judici- judiciary system. I'm just going to take the kids forever." My attorney said, "You're not getting them." He said, "The best thing for you to do is to sign whatever Aaron draws up and learn live to fight another day." And so what I did was I signed. They drew up a piece of paper that said I would pay his attorney's fees. I would pay his bankruptcy. I would pay the $200,000 he owed my parents, but I would have zero custody of my children. And I would, I w- I would get to see them, but not until a supervisor, you know, who's a social worker that is half my age. I, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Says that I'm fit to be alone with my children. Right. Right. Another hook. Yeah. So I, but I signed it and, um, it was either that or never see them again. That was what they put on the table. Wow. So my living to fight another day was Coffee County Court. And then they put me in jail for fighting coffee county. I came back, to the house, that worked. Then they then my detective friend said, Now I want you to move. Now you've been here six months. Now I want you to move a mile from him. So I moved. They lived an hour away from school. So I moved a mile from him. And okay. he said, Now we'll be the babysitter. He said, This is not about divorce. This is about destroying you. And I said, okay. So I did. And I became the babysitter Mm. and the kids certainly got, suddenly got to spend the night with me and the kids suddenly got to stay with me all the time. And then six months after that, he said, now I want you to move right beside the school. That's high rent district. Oh, how is this going to happen? I passed the house one day called the rent price was right. I jumped on it. And um, then he let them stay all the time because school was close and his house was so far away so now we're looking at 2017 okay by 2017 early early in that year i realized the kids weren't going to make it grant was starting to be uh my big strong grant who fought so hard and never had peace but you wouldn't know it if you talked to him Mm. um he was he was had become suicidal And Gracie's anxiety of being in her dad's house was off the charts. She would sit up in the bathroom in the night and just pour sweat, fearing that he was coming. He would always come to get her in the night, so she was afraid. You know, Grant and Grant's locks. He bought a new million-dollar home, and the locks on Grant's bedroom were on the outside, and the locks on Gracie's were on the inside, so Grant couldn't get out to help defend Gracie.
0: Do you have pictures of a of locks from I don't have that? pictures
1: of the locks, but we have testimony where the kids told the judge that.
0: Okay. And All right. That's ran. good. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um Wow. And then in 2018, uh Aaron, let's see, that was the year that Grant would start driving.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um he wouldn't didn't want to get his license. And I snuck off and took him to get the license because now we're getting to see each other much more and I get to yeah. be around. I get to be around the school again where they, the people there supervised me. Yeah. Oh, and um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, so lovely. And <laughs> yeah. And then um, in 2018, the children, and this is after, this is in August of 18, mm. they had started making excuses that where they were not going back. We're not going back. We're not going back. And Aaron would let them stay. Okay. But um, he told them in August, I think it was the 13th that they could spend another week with me, but instead he sent the sheriff's department after them and the okay. sheriff's department, who usually doesn't get involved in civil matters. Right. Right. Came into the house, woke Grant from his bed and they almost drew on him because he was six three two ten, and Grant screaming. Blo-.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's the saying, of You're course.
1: sending back to an abuser. My sister's being sexually abused, told the police, told the sheriffs, all these things. Then Gracie comes out and of the bedroom woke up, She's just in shambles. They, but they have to take them with them and put them in the patrol car. And when they got them in the patrol car, they told them that their dad had said, You have to be in the patrol car to teach you a lesson so you won't disobey him again. What they took, (laughs) they took them only about a mile down the road to what we call halfway market at that time, where everybody was for lunch classmates, adults, everyone, and made a big scene. The patrol car pulls up, and Grant and Gracie have to get out in front of everyone and get in their dad's car. He was just parked a mile down the road. And
0: like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Does he like making us like as a public? I almost it's fucking weird. I'm sorry to curse again. I'm just like, what are you? He's doing? a psychopath. He's like, yeah, okay, sorry. Cool, Con- continue he's though. A
1: so full blown psychopath. What and he, the... is, he is, his, his idea is complete control. And what he does is he wants, he, he wants to take away, what you love the most and what so he took from me my children and he took me f- from my children he took my children from me
0: so what happened this was 2017 what happened after this is 2018. 18 sorry so what happened uh, after, this, are, after they get out so, of the patrol car yeah okay, so
1: here we are he brings them back to my house that night and lets them stay for two hours so i can't okay yeah and the kids okay. are just like they're confused, they, I'm they're sure. They're highly, like, what is- Well, they're highly intelligent. Yeah. And they were like, Dad's doing this on purpose. He is Of course. Right. So um, he's crazy. They would use terms like, you know, me Grant and I had named eight personalities. So it wasn't like we didn't know something was really off. Right. Um, which was even more terrifying. Um, Gracie was talking more and more about what he was doing to her in the night. And that particular week was the week that was the if there is a worse week, that was the week that was the crux week. He Grant um, was a great baseball player and he played for the um, Southeast. The USA baseball program is fantastic. And Grant was selected to play for the Southeast in their tournament um, in Cary, North Carolina. And it was that week. So Aaron took Grant to Cary and took Gracie with him okay. and then. Aaron, before you left, we subpoenaed him to be in court for dependent and neglect because of what Gracie had revealed about the sexual assault, and coming to have the police officers pick them up, which is traumatic. So we so you we had,
0: you went back and you were like, you know what, I'm not going to play your game anymore. I cannot handle it. F- yeah, you touched well, see, my kid I had, I had yeah.
1: gotten, you know, not to draw this out, but I had yeah. I had gotten an attorney when I realized like we we can't play the game anymore. The children aren't going to make it. And I just Uh, spent my time from February of that year to August, kind of just meeting every once in a while. I want to catch you up on all the shit they put me through. Yeah. I I want to catch you up on everything so that you're not, it's just too much for you to absorb in one day, but I would like to go to court here to try to get a custody, uh, parenting plan change
0: yeah yeah I have
1: just a little bit of custody so he can't do if you have just a little bit he can't send the police he can't continue to threaten the children you
0: do have you, it's not it's not joint but it's like what is it called if it's not it's just partial custody is that the term okay.
1: right but just a little custody stops that okay you can't you can't continually the kids then wouldn't be worried constantly about him showing up and removing them in dramatic fashion
0: Okay. So they're off with him at this baseball tournament and you turn and this, around and you're turn, like, we
1: already knew the scoop and okay. the police officers before they left, the sheriff's department said, you need to file dependent neglect. We didn't know we were, what we were walking into. Okay. So I did. They subpoenaed Aaron. He has to be back on Friday. It's getting ready to get really dark. Okay. But, um, Thursday night. So he leaves Grant there Thursday night. This is the first time Gracie would be alone with Aaron in a hotel room. For some reason, it's, it's a seven hour drive and Aaron usually just bolts right straight through. But he left that night in Cary and he stopped in the Asheville city limits. Okay. And North Carolina, he, okay. In Asheville. And that night he raped her fully.
0: Um Rectally and vaginally. No. Um. Sorry to get, did, did she, was she able to get an exam? Like- or anything. No, because
1: he put her back in the car the next morning, and I didn't know she's texting me, panicking. He kept her battery uncharged that night. She, I said, I'll be here when you get home. We had court that day, and she didn't know that we were going to catch him when he pulled in the drive and subpoena her too. So she had to be in court. So, so we're in court on sexual abuse charges. Good, and he and she was trying. See, but I, we, we couldn't talk. She mm. was trying to tell me what he had done, but. So it had always been evolving and he had done this several times and he was drugging her at night with a lemonade, roofing his daughter.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh, that's how he was getting her to like, not be. Fully... Over the
1: years. Yeah. That's why okay. she would wake up go from her twin bed and wake up in her be- his bed the next morning burning between her legs with. <gasps> drainage. Yes. It's just. What, what did he drug her with? Um, I, I've, I'm a pharmacist and I've yeah. asked everybody, what was this? Because, and what, why did I see it? Yeah. Like, but everybody says it was GH, had to be GHB. Okay. And he always brought it in the form of like a lemonade to the, he never allowed sugar in the house, but he, okay. but at bedtime he would give them a sugar snack, which is opposite of other parents, right? Exactly.
0: A hundred percent. I get sugar
1: at night. Yeah. yeah because why are you up? But the kids were so excited, both of them both to get so he also abused grant in that way and um oh grant grant told you the same told hannah his girlfriend her precious you may have seen her on some videos she's so beautiful her, yes so oh so he never sane. disclosed this to you he had disclosed this to hannah Poor he disclosed it to God. hannah but he had told me they experienced things that one day he wanted to sit and talk tell me about but he wasn't ready and i never rushed my kids no i I'm agree like, you're ready i'm here buddy lunch you're yeah. pick.
2: Pl- lunch yeah. whatever
1: but um wow so all of that okay I, we'll go into that in just a minute but um so he brings her back and that's we get so he's we get um have a guardian light, litem we have casa we have all these people around us at this point and, and Gracie is thinking that she won't go back with him she's in court but Matt the it was a magistrate not a judge okay. you know straight up magistrates are like pharmacy interns they're not fully yeah. judges right but right. um and so he ordered Gracie back with Aaron and oh, she and she heard she collapsed in the floor and there was Guardy deadline on the in front of everybody floor. there's like but- four four or five. We have a lot of witnesses. Good. And I've never seen anything like she collapsed in the floor. She was holding on to my leg, screaming. I can't go back because she hasn't been able to tell me what had happened. Oh, right. I said, I'll be there. I was quietly because I couldn't let him. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
1: And his attorney yells across the room. We have Anna Smith, who's a really, um, she she tells it like it is. Mm. Anna, it was there to witness for Gracie. Anna, at that time, was 17. And Grant's best friend, 17, was there to witness for Grant. And they were in the room when Gracie collapsed. And they witnessed Scott Parsley, Aaron's attorney, saying, she is your possession. Rip her off of her mother. What? And take her. Mm. And they did. They ripped her off of me.
2: And oh, they, my god.
1: And they put her in the car. And Gracie was at that, was trying to text me. And I said, "Um, we had, we had emojis. Yeah. That things. Yeah. So I sent the emoji that meant I'm coming. Mm -hmm. I'm coming. It's a, I'm coming. And so she was always afraid to fall asleep in the car with Aaron because he goes through their things. But Heather Webb, this wonderful guardian ad litem had given her her card. If you need me, call me. Good. And Gracie was afraid Aaron would take it. So she had those little pink Converse high top.
0: Yeah.
2: She
1: was so tired and had not had any food in 24 hours at that point. She, she hid it in the bottom of the Converse and fell asleep.
2: Mm.
1: When she woke up, she checked the Converse and the card was gone. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Gracie will tell you this straight up. And so, um, Aaron didn't know I was coming. And I'll tell you, you know, I was spending every dime I had on attorneys, on fighting. Um, yeah. It was all I could do, even with pharmacy. And they had ordered me to pay child support to him as a, so my, I paid to supervision. Yeah. So what I had was gone quickly. And I, there's a, there's a, a lady here in in Nashville that had a, has a friend whose mortgage was $500 and she gave met me at a at on West End and gave me $500 her her mortgage oh. and that is how I got to North Carolina wow and i've had so many heroes like that in this story but um i got i got there it took me 2 hours i was so we all we have, we all three have PTSD mm-hmm. took me it took me 3 hours just to get myself like out of Nashville because I couldn't think, right. so I arrive in um Cary about four in the morning with cash to try to get a yeah. hotel. Room. You how do you, you can't do that, right? No, no. And I but That's they, they, they yeah. told me they said, "Ma'am, it's so late tonight. We won't charge you for tonight." And I said, "Okay, great. I'll bring. I'll deposit my money and I'll bring yeah. you a car tomorrow." And I said, "Can I have a room?" I said, "You should have Aaron Solomon in the building. Can I have a room as on their floor?"
2: Yeah, and they
1: gave me a room two doors down. Good. Okay. And Gracie never went back. Ever. We had to fight. We fought. I, um, we Grant had a game at seven the next morning, and I showed up on the complex. And you should have seen Aaron's face. And Gracie came and sat with me. We have pictures. we were, we we when we're sitting together watching Grant play. Yeah. He so well, and they won the championship even with all of this going on. And um, when we got ready to leave, Aaron locked them in the hotel room and said, you're going with me. And they were screaming. And I caused the scene at the hotel. Good. Locked this door. My children are in this room.
0: Yep. And they
1: did. And Gracie and Grant ended up riding back with me. Now, we went back to court and the judge still is buy off, payoff. Good old boys. The judge yep. still is not going to give the kids back to me custody wise. But he didn't order Gracie to go back. Okay. Just Okay. We just left it open. Just- Left it open. So Gracie went with me, but he told Grant to go back. Okay. And so but Grant did that anyway to pacify Aaron. If he went a little bit, maybe Aaron would
2: he protect right.
1: his whole yeah. life built around protecting Gracie and me, but we really realized it once he was gone. Like we had no idea how much he was doing. So then um Grant. Was week on week off, and he couldn't even do that much. So it was like his first week on. And Aaron was he later tells us that Aaron was on something. He goes something called a seventy two hour hold, oh, and they God. let him do it. He said he said they let him do it at his house instead of like
0: a psychiatric hold or something.
1: He heard them. He heard the the mother and dad talk. His mom and stepdad talking about it because they came to
0: live in the house with him.
2: going forward
0: so that they could keep an eye on him so they were Aaron Aaron keep an eye on Aaron why at this point though Aaron was deemed crazy at this point I don't know what happened okay
1: Okay. he was in a personality that Grant hadn't seen Grant was terrified Grant was person of a few words when it came to this type of thing but when he said something it was it meant a lot so he given been given the number of the CASA rep And he called to hurt Milena and he said, I'm afraid my dad is going to kill me or hurt me or Gracie. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Okay. Yeah. So he, so she in turn turned around and called DCS and reported it. And she was fired the next day, (gasps) removed from the case. And the head, what's what's her name? Her name is Milena, M-A-L-A-I-N-A. Last name is Wells. Like a well, W E L L. And what
0: company was she fired from?
1: TASA, uh, which is supposed to be the Child Advocacy Services. Yes, and so uh, she was fired. Let me rephrase: she was fired from Grant our case. Okay. And the supervisor took over. So here comes, uh, and her name is Megan Plagman. Okay. Her name needs to be plastered everywhere. Got it. Because she sided with Aaron through the whole thing, including. When he was substantiated by dcs she was a witness for him yes so wow. so she took over the case but yeah. um we went to court uh you know we, they, we had that is going to court constantly so what grant did that night is he got his most important possession which was the xbox mm. <laughs> he put the xbox on the front porch when aaron wasn't looking and was in his rage and he put a few clothes he, he went outside when he wasn't looking and he rolled his truck down the, and he drove it about 200 yards away, mm-hmm. called me, said, please come to dad's neighborhood. I'm, le- I'm running away. I'm leaving. And he then grabbed the things off the front porch and took off and got in the truck and ran away. And he never went back. Although Aaron came and got the truck for punishment. So that, yes. um, So, so, wow. and that's how I ended up with them. And then we were still in court and I would still lose look, you know, the judge would lose, 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 lose. However, he never told the children to go back. But when it came up in court the next week that Grant had said, I fear my father will kill or harm me, Mm -hmm. my sister, that should have been the end of it. Yeah, I I know. And magistrate Cabell told Grant, you'll never, you never have to go back. And Grant was celebrating with his friend out in the hall. Oh, Mm -hmm. this is wonderful. I don't ever have to go back. And uh, and then lunch came, and everything always changes during the lunch hour. Okay. And Magistrate Cabell came back out after lunch and had said he'd changed his mind. And he looked at Aaron, who's 5'7 with shoes on, literally looked at him, sized him up, and looked at Grant, who is was at 6'3 at that time, mm-hmm. 200, and said, "You're," he said, Grant, you will go back every other week. You're big enough to take care of yourself. And so now he's gone.
0: You have the magistrate's name?
1: Of course I do. Jacques what? Cabell. It's J J A C Q E S C A B E L L. C A B L L. E L L. Yeah. And he he works under Judge Guffey. So so he's like training to be a judge. Um, Judge Guffey, who works under Deanna Johnson. In circuit court, who is the wife of the senator Jack Johnson, who also goes to Grace Chapel and sat with Aaron?
0: So well, that's at how. At this point, at this point, he Grant has to go back every other week,
1: but he does
0: not he, he doesn't, and Aaron doesn't say anything. So at this point, oh, no, Aaron
1: was pissed. Aaron, oh, he was pissed. Okay, oh, we were fighting okay. him off daily, and Gracie had. She was, I've got pictures of her where her bones are just, and she's in a full rash. And, um, because he was constantly threatening
2: Mm. and
1: I was constantly calming them and then trying to figure out how we were going to block him. And he did not come back. So from that point on, I mean, it never
0: worked. It was just threats, which is terrifying. So, But, but for two years, the kids did not have to see him. Uh, No, we had counselor, a court-appointed
1: counselor. Okay. And the counselor, instead of just saying what she saw and just saying this is not going to work, right, right, she was a buffer more, and she played. I still don't really know where she stood in everything, but she played the role of trying to reunify. Okay. However, she also told Aaron the kids are working on boundaries they're working on there's been so much damage there and they're constantly afraid that you're going to come back and take them from their mother not and that's on top of all of right. the physical trauma and abuse so she held him off of the kids too she helped me hold them off him off wonderful okay. listen to her um with deep regret um because the last time we recorded DCS gave Gracie back against his will to me. Oh, right. um, From DCS, he he grandstanded. He said, I'd like to speak to the judge. And he just got up, went over there and just started speaking. And he said, I shouldn't have listened to the counselor. I shouldn't have listened to anybody. And he said, I'm disappointed in you.
0: And the whole family's disappointed in the court system. And yeah, so. At what point was Gracie able to get her sexual abuse claim substantiated by a judge?
1: Uh, well, it's this. It um, was actually substantiated through DCS. So, okay. So, prior to that, every DCS case had been in, in um, relative proximity and connection to Nashville, mm. uh, Williamson County, Rutherford County, Davidson Counties. DCS agents all would come. I have the DCS records. They all would come. They would say there's nothing to the complaint and they would leave and say so they investigated it and when because of what happened in North Carolina yeah there is a, there is an open case
0: against him okay. it. however it's not moving but it was uh, substantiated at one point by okay, a so judge. how it got substantiated
1: yeah. was there was a that North, North Carolina wanted a forensic interview done of Gracie mm-hmm. and sent a person to do that here in Nashville. And in that, um, they asked Gracie, I don't know how, how it came about, but you know, if there's anywhere else they stayed in Tennessee and she mentioned the lake house in DeKalb County, okay. which is outside of this good old boy circle network. Uh, right. It still reaches that far, but it's, you know, it's a quieter little. Yeah. And that, that DCS work, that DCS, uh, she's a hero she, she fought the system. She fought the good old boys. She fought everyone. Yeah. Okay. To get him substantiated. He was substantiated through DCS and the DA was going to prosecute him. Uh, his name was Bryant Dunaway. And then all of a sudden
0: he decided that he needed more than Gracie's word. I don't know. Now let me, let me ask you, I guess it was too late. Not, I mean, not too late, but at this point, when you had it substantiated, Gracie at this point was no longer seeing her father on a regular basis. So it's not like he could abuse her one night and then the next morning she could go to you, you could take her to the hospital and say, get checked out, He had a restraining order and then a no contact order. So you were able to get a restraining order after the abuse was substantiated? Correct. Great, okay. Another question I have, it is clearly on record Grant said, "I am afraid my father will kill me." He had said this to court officials, attorneys. What? um, So he, this is he is on record saying, "I'm afraid my father." On record, saying
1: it to casa, and that that got reported to DCS. So that's two times. And then he came into it. Then they read it out loud in court, and he came into court and he testified that. That being the truth,
0: dude, my yes. mind is blown right now because then, fast forward to 2020, Grant is alone with his father for the first time in two years. And what happens? Grant is not with us anymore. it was they, killed, just like Grant said. And they did not think to say, hmm, two years ago, this young man was saying, I'm afraid my father will kill me, doesn't see him for two years. Then and, he sees him, and for the not, first
1: time. not just that, but we ne- then are back in court again.
2: Okay,
1: because Aaron c- comes after Gracie two months to the day of Grant's passing, so we're comes back to in- her house, like sexually I'm, or just. Oh, no, you're 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 coming with me. Oh, like we have like I'm done. Uh, when I got to the hospital and I saw the chaplain, I knew because I used to work in level one trauma. Mm -hmm. But I knew when I saw the chaplain, he was gone and I hit the floor for a while. I I don't know what all I'm the nurses still talk to me, have we have their cell phones and things, but I've never asked how long I was down there, how long I was screaming or what or what I was saying, anything when I got up, Aaron was sitting in the back of the room with his legs crossed like a woman, like he sits and he was just staring like like blank. So and, and I walked back there, and the first thing he said to me was, "We're going to be a
0: family now." What the? That's what he said to you. He meant it. That's what the first thing he said to you. We're going to be a family now. And so what happened was, that's not happening. And Gracie and I were,
1: you know, uh, uh, according to him, you know, I don't do anything right. So his his excuse was, "Well, they're not grieving right," and so he just. Finally said, if you're not going to talk to me, if you're not going to talk to your family, basically, if you're not going to let people watch you, check up on you, like a conservatory, but there's no, like a cage with no walls,
2: right. then
1: I'm coming to get her. And he just announced that he was to have, told me to have everything ready. Send it in an email. I have it. You have everything ready on Sunday. I'm coming to get her one way or another. Gracie is already, she's lost her brother, her protector. hmm She's terrified of him. Mm. This happens. She becomes suicidal. Now I'm going to lose her. I'm just like, yeah. so I'm fighting to keep her alive with doctors and things. And we're fighting him off and the counselor's helping. But we go, but we ended up back in front of that same magistrate. Gosh. And this time Grant's gone. And he never said a
0: fucking word wait so the magistrate that said you know what you're six three you can handle yourself he you you go back to court in front of the same guy who pleaded pleaded with him i'm sorry i'm speechless i and he, he said never, nothing but he didn't even say i'm sorry uh, i'm sorry i, mean, I guess
1: even I'm, in private conversation with gracie he I, never mentioned Grant. This is so corrupt. This is it's, so corrupt girl, to me. Girl, you just let me tell you something. This is if you want to expose every bit of it, girl. We what they. This is what they tell me. Angie, stay in the ditch. What that that sounds that sounds crude, right? But that means when you're when you talk, you stay here, mm-hmm. with Grant, and and then that that automatically the motive. Automatically ties in Gracie. Okay, so when I talk, you stay here because it protects you. Because everyone knows, everyone here knows that I know everything, and that this 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 is corruption at its height. It is the same people who is exact same people who removed the Tennessee Three. It, it's the same. It's all the same. It's silencing. If you're not going to be quiet, we're going to punish you. And and the only thing they had left to do to punish Grant was kill him because they couldn't file. They can't take you to court. They can't put you in jail.
0: Right. And now Grant's 18. He pretty much has power that that Aaron did not want him to have.
1: Grant was terrified. Two ways. Mm -hmm. um, Hannah speaks to this really well, but he did not want to turn 18. One reason he was, he lived a tormented inner life just freaking tormented because Aaron tried to make Grant like him, which is pedophilia and Grant said I'm not going to be you I'm a man and then Grant told me and that was eighth grade Grant said it's on now it's on so but Hannah Hannah refers to uh and we heard the conversations too but Grant did not want to turn 18 because he had lost his childhood and now and that was the marker for him that meant now you're going to be adult and it's gone forever. And he wanted to go back and get Mm -hmm. the years with his mom. I know. Because we were just like, he and I were just like bread and butter. He was so small. just He was so unique and different. And his intelligence is just, I mean, one of his friends said, what do you miss most? And this kid is just 20. And he said, "All, all the fun they had playing games and, he said, "I miss his wisdom <laughs> because I could go ask him anything, and he he could help." But um, sorry, I take your time. The out. other reason that he didn't want to turn eighteen oh. was because he was well aware that all the times he testified before, which he was not believed, which was an insult to him mm-hmm. because of how he carried himself and how he felt, about it, that that he thought that he would be believed as an adult, and but he also needed Aaron would know. Right. That now he, now his testimony that he said as a child, if he says the same thing now changes. And then also, Grant had planned when he turned 18 to get custody of full custody because, you know, I didn't have it on paper. Right, right. Of Gracie. Full custody of Gracie because he was not going to take a baseball scholarship anywhere unless, because he had to protect her unless he had custody of her.
0: Now, just to, um, there's a couple other gaps that I just want filled just about details from that day. If you don't mind, because oh, yeah. I've got, I mean, now my, my brain is spinning with all of this, the backstory, which I'm, I'm grateful to have. And I do have a, a couple more questions about Aaron, I think, but that day that, you know, the nothing matched up. I say this, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, I detailed everything, everything he said on this 911 call about what happened to grant did not match what grant looked like when you got to the hospital that's that's number one number two nothing about this morning made sense in terms of at first grant supposedly was getting his equipment out of the bed of the truck even though you and gracie know he always keeps it in the back seat everyone knows right and then he changed his mind and then and let me let me ask you um what was the purpose of this this meeting for the first time in 2 years at 8:45 before baseball? Yeah. Okay, so it was Aaron's idea.
1: This was supposed to be a pro style pitching evaluation. Private. Okay. Okay, private um and Aaron is very bougie mm-hmm. because of his and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on Grant's baseball in bougie places. Okay. This looks like a dumpster with a door. It is, yes, it is undeveloped area of Gallatin. Uh, it was some density.
0: institute or something?
1: Ward Performance Institute. Ward Performance Institute, okay. However, Grant did not want to go okay. because, because Grant played on, so Grant, not because, but Grant played on the best travel team in Tennessee, the uh, Southeast Ma- uh, Mad Mavericks. And they were playing the one of the so couple of the boys got COVID and then it went through the whole team and then Grant got COVID. Okay. Okay. So uh, he couldn't go on the trip, but he was also having a re- really difficult residual problems with his lungs that we had, that I had took him for x-rays. He was under the care of two doctors. Okay. He had an inhaler and he had x-rays on Friday to look at his lungs. They were very enlarged. And so the doctors were looking at maybe underlying asthma, not asthma that we think of, that uh, chronic asthma, that attack. But maybe it was just causing him not to get good air exchange, just in general. Totally. So we were just, we were evaluating all this, but Grant didn't feel well still. He still had that COVID kind of hangover thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also told us Aaron, he said he, he had promised a friend of his on that baseball team that he wouldn't go toward performance until they could, he could, that person could be there with him. Zuger.
0: Now, let me ask you, Ward performance that morning, was this something that Aaron had to sign him up for? Yes. Yes. Did you ever confirm that Aaron did sign him up for this? Well, ironic. I'm glad you've asked that
1: question because we've just had, and we have a recording of this. We everything I do. I'm not recording you, but everything no, I do. I'm
0: recording you. So yeah, I know. Yeah, girl, yeah, no. I know, girl.
1: We've got a recording yeah. of this. Basically okay. The basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I record, honey, everything. And um, we for, we fortunately had a person that used to work as a news re, a, a news investigator, print for print a print paper locally, and he just happened to run into one of the employees there three months ago that is the manager and is still the manager there he sets up for these for everything that's going on during the day so he was there that morning in the building setting up for the day and when he came out he saw cars parked horizontally in the parking lot but when he came outside he saw Aaron standing at the top of the ditch and he and he said the first thing that struck him was what is he doing here Grant doesn't have an appointment today
0: Okay, this is really important. So,
1: so who is
0: who is that manager? we Will just
1: Yeah, and we need to protect him because he is a very important So you witness. don't we
0: don't want to say you... his
1: name right now. That's fine. No, but, inst- say his name, but you just put a little you put a little thing around it saying No, no,
0: tell me tell me after. I don't wanna put it on here. I don't because, even want to just Well, I'm afraid
1: that someone will find out that Drew does know and it has talked a little bit and he'll be whacked
0: uh I mean this is very this is the thing is Angie this is very simple Aaron's not a good criminal if he doesn't go through you know the um he's terrible this is what I'm saying this is not this whoever this manager is we don't have to say his full name whatever I mean this is not rocket science here anybody could ask him and he could easily be like no he didn't sign up he didn't he sign was up so that confused. morning. He said, I was so confused. And then he said, where's Grant? So he said this to who after? Aaron. No, no, no. Oh. Who did Uh-oh. he say? Yes. Uh-oh. Who did the manager yeah, say Alex this to? Alex Willis. Alex Willis. Who's Alex Willis?
1: Alex Willis used to be a reporter for the Williamson homepage. And so he, he already was...
0: told, he already told a reporter this. Said, uh, so it's on record that he was surprised to see Aaron, he he said he was confused. He said I couldn't. Why is Aaron here? And then he had to
1: ask him,
0: "Say, Where is Grant here? Is Grant here? Because basically, you didn't sign him up for." Well, but Aaron wasn't wasn't saying Grant. Oh
1: my god! Oh my god! Grant's under the truck. He said oh. Aaron was just walk pacing
0: back and forth, and he said, "Is Grant here?" And, and then he what said, did Aaron say? He's under the truck. And was he supposedly on the phone with 911 when the manager came out to ask he him? He wasn't on oh. yet? The time frame that could be anywhere, because life 360 is
1: a little off sometimes. Mm. So between seven to fourteen minutes unaccounted for. Okay.
0: Seven so even to fourteen seven minutes, minutes unaccounted without, for.
1: Even seven minutes without um it took four minutes for the paramedics to respond so that would be a total of 11 mm-hmm. 11 minutes with uh head trauma if you have someone doing cpr and i mean i talked to an er doctor the other day that's a dear friend of mine and i finally just broke the ice and brought it up good he said angie people survive basilar skull fractures all the time it's it's about he said it's about uh making sure the blood cpr is getting to the brain until we can get them to the hospital and start running all the tests. He said that's all it is. And the reason Grant went into cardiac arrest is because no one was giving him CPR to help get to the, the blood to the brain. And so um well sorry, can so I can I so interrupt heart, you again? So sorry, just
0: goes. So the heart then goes. Oh oh goes that... cardiac arrest. Now, just going back to the manager, I'm very I'm very hung up on this because I just he said some more things, too, if you want to know. Well, I, I do. I also would like to know, uh, did he see these alleged three men? Yes, he did see the three men. So there were three men. Now, here's what I want to do. Oh, no. Uh, let me preface this. OK.
1: OK, so I have a, I, we've got the attorney here that's getting ready to file for Gracie okay. to be emancipated and that allows Gracie to file her own lawsuits emancipated okay. from Aaron she wants to change her name and they're going to use that angle okay that way she's not 18 yet he, he, this man's brilliant i don't have to sign behind gracie which means aaron can't use his defense that he's used every time which is here's here's all these stacks of yeah. old court documents from Davidson County where she's mentally ill and she's right, brainwashed right. And so that's not, it's Gracie against him. Okay. So it, so can, and the first person we're subpoenaing is Drew Hall. One for protection that I just told you his name. It's okay. Yeah. One for, one for protection of him
2: mm.
1: to get him on the record, but also to get him to say these things under oath. So. Because he okay. saw the men. So that's. He did I mean, see the men. Saying.
0: So, so these three
1: and men. That's what drew his attention because. You park, you park up like this next to the building, but there were cars horizontally in the parking lot. And he was, and so he saw it in the little peephole and he comes out and he saw three men get out of three different vehicles and each one of them had on a um, construction vest. Uh,
0: so I, I guess this is where, so, when you look up this case and you uh, you start to do your research, on the surface, and, and even on the change.org, they describe these three men as basically fictitious men, right, that Aaron somehow made up. So this is very surprising to me that not only did somebody see the three men, but now it's almost like, did they help or did they hurt or did or... And right. why the reason you haven't heard that yet is because okay. I've not talked. You have not talked.
1: Right. So I'm talking now. So that's why people have people haven't heard because I didn't uh I started Freedom for Gracie mm-hmm. because I knew they were gonna take our voices away and someone had to speak for us while uh we were silent or Gracie and I would never be together again. So I outthought them because I knew they were going to silence us. And mm-hmm. so I, Gracie wanted, Gracie said, mom, release my video. We're going to die. So I had a friend who started the Instagram page and released the video. We didn't know when that was happening. Yeah. And, that, and freedom for Gracie became a whole other world that I was not involved in at all. Didn't see messages. Couldn't get in. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those things up until just recently. Did I get control? I just told him I wanted control.
0: I saw. Okay. Yeah, I saw. Now, sorry. Uh, so, what I'm, so, yeah. so so up
1: until that point, I have not spoken. No one has heard what I know. And this is what I know is that Drew says, yes, there were three men. And they had they had got out of three separate cars with construction vests, which also he said, was so confusing. And he said, Aaron was then on the phone and he assumed he was calling 911, but he's not sure. And he said that Grant was under the truck. He said, you you could not see him at all unless you got all the way down and looked under. So going back to a little piece there, Aaron says over and over in those videos I did, I couldn't see him i couldn't see him i couldn't see him but then he also tells us how he's laying about his blood but he could not see him but he couldn't well see that's him. because he was down there before anybody else got there right but drew hall says that he went inside to call the manager to tell him or the, the owner okay so we got somebody stuck under a truck why I have questions about that too. Drew, why didn't you just go ahead and pull Grant out? Because the truck wasn't on him. Why didn't you help so him? Drew,
0: Drew never ran to go see Grant. He's thinking at this point, Grant's okay. He's just stuck. I better, go, he thinks, I better go saying, call the boss. Let me go call the boss because something's okay. about to happen here and it's just, okay, okay. But he came back out and Grant was beat to help. Did Drew, Drew saw him? He went around to see him or? He got down
1: again to see Grant and Grant was bleeding out both ears out his nose and he was just he was in a daze, rolling his head back and forth. He he was trying to talk.
0: This is per Drew. Mm-hmm.
1: Did Drew tell the police this? No. The police didn't. didn't talk to Drew? They didn't talk to anyone there.
0: The police arrived, did not talk to any witnesses. Now let me go back.
1: There. Let me go back. So I have the in-depth, I have the police interview with Ty Wilson controlling the scene. And he's a very bad cop. But I also have that, the breakdown the more in-depth interview and um in that there's a there was five officers that responded and ty wilson was the last one that got there which means you better get the hell over there because we got to cover this one up but there is a female officer in these writings we got this through foia mm-hmm. and she says i like everybody was saying what they were getting ready to do And her statement is, I am going to, I'm going to interview the witnesses. Okay. But there's nothing like, then she just disappears off of all everything else, which my intuition tells me that Ty went, Hey, you little, you little bitch threw it out. You, did you have happen to speak to her after or not yet? They won't talk to me. Uh, That police in Gallatin hung up on me and Ron Bandy, the, the chief won't. We tried every way in the world to get a meeting with him just for lunch, and he just kept ghosting us, ghosting us. We finally just. Oh, said,
0: Angie, this is. I have. I have a feeling. Things, like, your I'll, luck is about to change. Okay? I'll, get, I'll get
1: you one day. Well, girl, I was going to dress up in a suit. I've already got it, and Gracie's got her suit, and Hannah's got hers. Mm. And, we're, and we and we we are and I've got a pink purse, which is Grant's favorite color. He was like. Because I'm Grant, we go like, "Why is your favorite color pink?" He's like, "Because I'm Grant." <laughs> it's a gorgeous, um, pink purse, and I said, "You know, I'm just going to carry my pink bag for Grant in, and I'm going to knock on every one of these people, these damn people's doors, and I want them to have to look me in the face because everyone has avoided me, and then they all lawyered up."
0: Well, let me let me just go back because I I'm very fixated about these three men and why they disappeared and where only because I. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of instances where somebody helps somebody and of course they stick around for when the police comes. Of course they want to see what half, mean, Like, Aren't they also like, I mean, humanity. Okay, just
1: think about humanity in general. You're, if it's a stranger, you're trying to help them. Your adrenaline is pumping. A hundred percent. You're trying to push the truck over. For example, on the 911 call, that that's the whole call is too calm. He's I mean I could I could tell Aaron's making the shit up because I know him you know him now but let the me people, the people at the scene like there should they should have been screaming oh my they god they should have been
0: screaming hundred percent
1: he's coming to he's coming
0: to it should have been oh my god he's coming too oh my god you know do you think angie do you think there is a possibility that Aaron saw Drew see these three men so Aaron said, OK, I'm going to use these three men because somebody already saw them. So I can't be a liar. And that way, maybe the three men went off to their construction job. Maybe they went on their merry way. I, I don't know where their ca- their cars were gone. Drew had seen their cars when he went out there. Then all of a sudden, by the time police got there, Drew there was no cars. Say they were gone. But they were gone by the time police got there. So Ty
1: Wilson says, but that female officer says she's going to interview the witnesses. So,
0: so were they there or were they gone? So nobody has the the names of these, these three men, basically. To my knowledge, no, but I
1: have a feeling that if that, that's who she was talking about going to interview. You don't think she was talking about Drew? No. Well, if she was talking about Drew and Tyler, Tyler Mark also was inside. Because that's another. what
0: I'm wondering. If that's me and I'm a cop, of course, Drew stepped well, outside. Okay. He's a witness.
1: Okay. If they interviewed Drew and Tyler, then where are those interviews? That's what I want to know. And that's. Everything and that's... is buried. They, what, okay. what they did was they wiped. Like all the police were four of them. Arrived. One of them was down trying to help Grant. Okay. okay. That okay. Those notes aren't there. There's no pictures. Okay, so I was already warned, Angie. So confused. When you when you send the FOIA request and when you sign for the photographs. Yeah. Uh, my friend detective that taught me how to get the kids back. Right. Yeah. He said, "Don't look at them. Let just send them to me because they'll be very well." I'm, I'm I'm in the medical field. You know what? I'm in the medical field. I can turn that on and off. I got I it. See it. Okay. Right.
0: They have no pictures of Grant under the truck. Was he pronounced dead at the hospital or on the scene? He was
1: pronounced dead at the hospital. And the reason was because of the time that was spent without aid at the scene. The doctor's name is Kimberly. The pronouncing doctor's name is Kimberly. And I'm not sure how to pronounce last, but it's P L O R D E. She has messaged me on Facebook and she wants to talk, but the, but the hospital has lawyered up, but she said that she has never seen a father act so bizarre as that day, and she will never
0: forget it. Oh God. Okay, so this—the so, only thing okay, about that- this stuff, this stuff, unfortunately, like will be great for documentary purposes, but this type of shit, it's just—it's not going to matter so much, like. You know, because they're going to use the whole, everybody reads different, like, you know, blah, blah,
1: blah. But that's somebody will subpoena. No, I think what she was talking about was how he was so quick, he quickly. So Grant was pronounced dead at 27.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, 928. Okay. And by 935, Aaron had filled out that whole paperwork, put his number down for Grant's number, which is a trick of his. So if any calls come to Grant, they'll come to Aaron's number. Yes, and then put. Get this: the lady at the funeral home, who's also in on this corruption, put her number, cell number for Aaron's number. What he probably told then, her to somehow, yeah. And then signed away. He was offered an autopsy. He said no. He was offered the. And this is a nurse's writing. He was yeah. offered postmortem. Aaron said no. He was offered organ donation. They called Tennessee Organ Donor Society. He said no and he and he signed his body away to Williamson County Williamson Memorial um Williamson Memorial Funeral Home all in 7 minutes
0: yeah i mean so I, when i heard that and i, they I was, didn't know
1: there was a mother
0: i mean right there again I I I can say everybody grieves differently X Y Z. However, this is a freak accident. Number one, I I would be like this. Aaron shed a tear. I would. I mean, again, they're going to say everyone grieves different. However, he's Ted Bundy. I would be a basket case, not knowing my ass from my elbow. Excuse my language. Let alone how do I? Bro, I would be down there under that with him, praying,
1: screaming. Hang on, hear my voice. You're fine, you're fine, reassuring. And 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 if if it, I tell you, you know they talk about a mother's strength. Yes, we yes. Could have knocked that truck off of him, but they also no, said the weight of the truck wasn't on him. And the paramedics that first arrived said that they, uh, that they almost just put their hands under his uh, shoulders and pulled him out, it, but but because they already had the jack under the the, yeah. They went ahead and jacked it and took him out the side, and it was when they shifted
0: him that he went into cardiac arrest.
1: Now, but how did you fill out paperwork
0: at the hospital? I uh, listen. I 100 percent agree with you. Uh, my my hands wouldn't work. My hands truly wouldn't work. But I, I am what my address was. I am confused at the about the autopsy and the post mortem because I thought that's how they determine a cause of death is by doing an autopsy. So they just. Chose to say, okay. Cause of death is heart failure due to blunt force trauma to the head. Case closed. And so you do not have the right to, since he already signed, you didn't have the right to say, hey, wait, wait, I, I want an autopsy. I want. Well, I wasn't
1: thinking about paperwork that day.
0: Of course not. Okay. I was of in course not.
1: And I was yes. the one to tell. All of a sudden, I went from being this monster with multiple horns and spot- yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah leprosy to the god like he, he was like whatever you want whatever you want whatever you want so i was the one i said gracie comes in first i was the one that told her and then i was the one that told hannah and then i was the one that told win and so i was handling everything and wh- and while i'm doing that Even as we're going back to our house, because Grant was starting to get, we stayed there within three hours, but he was starting to get rigor mortis. And I really didn't want Gracie to see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we left, which also seems strange. Like, why did I leave him? I don't know. But, but we left, I was just in another state, but I did ask Aaron that I said, did they offer you an autopsy? Mm No. No. Oh, he lied. Okay. I said they didn't. And he lied to me until d- September
0: 26th. And by then I already had the paperwork. So, Angie, and I knew from he July, was- from July to September, let's say already, I, I want to know when you started becoming suspicious of, it was immediately because he had told you what happened and then you got there and you're like, Grant doesn't seem like he was crushed by tires or. Okay. So the first thing he told me, uh, so let me go so let me
1: go back into that day. That day yeah. I I was on the treadmill and Aaron called. He never calls. he requires text only. And so I um I answered the phone and I just immediately said, oh my God is it grant And I hear in the oh background gosh. men screaming at Aaron. They're in a building and they're screaming at him and men. I said, who is yelling at you? police officers. And they were saying, you're not going anywhere. You're not, in a, you're not going with your son. You're coming with us. So they were onto him. What? You yes. heard that while he called you? There's a witness. That one of those employees
0: was in there, like on the other side of the room, listening from the OPPO side. You mean one so, of the Ward Institute employees, you're saying? So he heard, heard them say that you're coming with us. Him, and okay. they're yelling at him. And then I said, Aaron, everybody f- calm
1: down because y'all's, y'all's yelling is keeping me from my son. Yeah,
0: yeah. Where
1: did you take him? I'm thinking Vanderbilt because everyone goes to Vanderbilt. Everyone goes to
0: Vanderbilt. Okay. As where did where did they for take base- him? Where they for take baseball, him? you're saying, for baseball.
1: Well, for injury because- Oh, they're sorry,
0: level- oh, you're talking to yeah. the hospital. Sorry, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. uh,
1: one of the, I said, please tell them it's his mother. and he, And Aaron goes, sorry, he goes, it's his mother. She needs, she's an hour away. He knew that right off the top of his head. She needs to know. Which, and one of the one of the officers in the back yelled out, Sumner Regional. And so I just throw the phone down and I take off. And then the, the one of the employees said a call came in and they took the call and they let Aaron go. Okay. so But they should... also made him fill out the statement about what happened at the scene which is not police. Normally, in this situation, they bring they them let in, fill it out at the hospital or whatever. Correct. Or you go so to they the made police station. It out there, so they were on to him. Um, but what Aaron told he called me back, and what he told me was that the truck had flipped. So, like, flipped over on Grant. And Grant was like stuck like this, pelvis down, um, hemorrhaging out the mouth, talking to paramedics but it somehow flipped on him in the ditch. Okay, that's
0: the story I was told. Sorry, and the with. truck ended up flipping on him in while he was in the ditch.
1: That's what it ran. told me.
0: So it ran him over backwards and then flipped. Well, he the- didn't even
1: talk about the dragging or the ro- rolling. He didn't even mention that.
0: Let's also make a note to anyone listening that when you looked at Grant's body, there was n- no traces of burn from... A vehicle you know, asphalt. There's no debris. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that would match that he was dragged. Well, as and Aaron stated, thing.
1: Grant okay. would not have allowed. He was 210, and a rock. He would not have allowed a truck to
0: drive him. He would have fought that truck. He would have and, won. Angie, I, I'm telling you, this whole the whole thing from start to finish when you when you watch your videos or or whatever you know and you see what he said happened, nothing makes sense because well, and nothing. What what about
1: when he said, I tried to commit suicide. What did the nurse say? Everything he's saying can't be true. Right. He always screws up the medical part of these things. He always does. After he's tried to kill someone or kill someone, I don't think Grant was the first after he has tried or tried, then he gets, he
0: can't, the, the medical pieces, he gets all mixed up. Listen, he doesn't- I'm going to a- go out on a limb and say something, uh, from what you told me when he had these episodes, you know, where he would come very close to killing you all of a sudden snap out of it. To me, it sounds like that's what happened. Um, and again, I- I'm not for legal reasons, you know, I'm, this isn't, this is not me pointing fingers and saying you're I- a murderer. Um, but (laughs) I know, yes, but, um, it, it sounds like he was having an episode. He kind of blacked out and this is all he could come up with. Well, and you know, he could have
1: already been angry. Uh, sometimes those episodes would last a long time. So he could have been angry about something else for days steaming. And if not knocked out of that, he's still like, like, for example, Friday, Grant said, I don't want to go. This is a waste of money. Why are we going to this pitching evaluation that costs like two thousand dollars when I don't even have full lung capacity? I don't have a hundred percent go. I don't want to be evaluated um, and not be a hundred percent. And Grant like, was eighteen for one month. You had said for and he one month, Aaron and he got no response,
0: which means Aaron's pissed. But sorry, and and Aaron had an inkling that he knew that Grant was going to go to the courts and try to get full custody of Gracie or. Um, We believe that he. Like fully knew you believe he fully knew. How do you think he fully knew? Well, he has
1: ways like um, there were times when we thought our phones were tapped and we had to change. We've had to change
0: carriers three or four times. Um, You have to get, you really have to get proof of this to get, you know what I'm saying? Because this is all circumstance. Right.
1: Right. But really for, really for how would he know, it could just be by osmosis, you know, the kids talk and then one kid that's kind of chummy with Aaron, you know, tells him and doesn't realize that, oh, you know, I just gave away motive for, you know, but also yeah. when we went to talk to Steve Berger. Who was not um, Steve Berger? That, that I don't call him but he calls himself the pastor at Grace Chapel. Okay. Yes. I somebody yes. I had somebody um message me and say, make sure she gets Grace Chapel. Oh so yeah, I know.
0: I, I said it Grace Church. No, no but yeah, they yeah, have, yeah. No,
1: I don't care. Grace they, Chapel. They're yes. They're so passionate about that. Yeah. But um when he went to talk to him, he went and told him everything. You know, and then Steve Burgers says over his casket he came to talk to him about jesus and me and gracie and hannah almost all jumped up and screamed you liar
2: yeah but we
1: sat back down in in gracie's video she does say see burger light over my brother's coffin but grant may have told him and And he he,
0: so we don't we don't know but we have a feeling um, but i will
1: say this i will say this mm -hmm. that if he if he was already angry uh sunday night Grant asked me to text him not to come, and I joked with Grant and said, "Buddy, you're going to have to start to use your voice with with Aaron like Gracie does." Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Little big, and we yeah. joked and laughed. And I said, "But I'll do it." And so I texted Aaron and said, "Grant wants to go alone tomorrow. He's okay. a man now. He doesn't because Aaron would go to every practice. He would insert himself, mm-hmm. and Grant could Grant found a way to be his own man." But it was difficult because his dad is hiding and lurking at every practice. And then afterward, he tries to catch him yeah. and talk to
0: him. Yeah. So yeah, just,
1: yeah, Right. So, so I will say that he was angry and he would not respond to us. And I, I texted him that Friday night and said, look, I am just going to put it on record that if you do this extra pro style. Uh,
0: yeah. Evaluation.
1: Uh, on, on Monday morning um you're playing with fire and I do not support this at all so he's pissed because he does he's not answering our when he doesn't answer the text he doesn't unlike what you say he's dismissing you
0: so you have records of these texts you saying he doesn't, have, he doesn't want to go he doesn't want me to go yeah I have Grant saying I don't want to go and so Grant ends up going obviously and his dad meets him there now Again, well, this was in
1: that night. I told him Grant wants to be is a man now. And I knew that would irritate him. He doesn't want you there for the workout. Um, No response. We knew he was angry. The next morning, though, St- Grant was, you know, he's always so happy and bubbly and he ate his breakfast and he's getting ready to head out the door and he's I love you, mom. And but then he stopped in the doorway and says, Mom, I don't want to die in Gallatin. And that was something I never, ever in my life thought that I would hear. And I went over and I said, "What? we're not going. That's it. He goes, no, no, no. You know how Dad is like when he says you're going to be somewhere, you have to be there. No, we're not going. I said, no, you're not going. I, what are you worried about? And so I was hyperventilating. Probably. I was really worried about Grant. And I said, and when he sees me like that, he always says things to calm me down. And I, and he said, uh, Oh, it's my lungs, my lungs. And I was like, well, then I'm going, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go sit in the car. He's like, no, you're not. It'll be a three hour workout. I was like, I could play on my phone for three hours. Mm -hmm. No. And he, he manned up on me gently, but it was, it was really actually a beautiful thing to see. It was just a real man just popped up and was just like, mom, you're not going. So I believe that something had happened Things have been getting tense between them and Grant had made it clear that he was not going to go through with Aaron's plans for baseball. He was going to do live his life the way he wanted to
0: things were getting more and more tense between them in that one month, I guess, but and, why did he decide like, why after two years was Aaron? Like, I want, you know what, meet me here. I want to get your, you know, you're evaluated for, for pitching or whatever. I, why? He,
1: I don't know. And he had COVID and he, he just kept saying, I think that you need to we need to make the most of this time that you're not with your baseball uh, team in Georgia. But see, you know what that also meant? Mm-hmm. That also meant that some of the, those team members that worked out at that facility, they won't be there. Everybody was in Georgia, so the okay. so the crowd that was usually there working out in the morning that would know Greg, kind of like at the baseball park, yeah, in for five or ten minutes, no one would be there. They're all in Georgia competing. So it was okay. it was
0: yeah. So and you said to do this evaluation it would cost like $2000 or more or more and for whatever reason the manager drew was very surprised to see grant there that day and i would think that to plan something of of this nature that is so expensive and so you know that you would really have to do some planning here some well, he has to he has to stage
1: the workout room, the pitching room, right?
0: And, and he, he had there. no idea. And this is something again, if you're gonna oh it's like, like a oh, fo- sorry, the first go thing ahead. Aaron
1: said to him was, Oh, we've got an appointment today. We've got an appointment.
0: To and Grant. Drew. And oh, Drew, to was Drew. oh, 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 oh.
1: So he immediately, just like on the 911 call, was trying to convince Drew that they had a reason to be there. And, and, uh, but I but I want to go back to the rage piece. Yeah. Okay. So, so, do I have I considered that he had, like, at one point he says he tells several different stories, but one of the stories is that he passed Grant. Grant passed him on the road. That was who who is this? But at one point, Aaron says in the video, oh, okay. he says that um, Grant passed him. That would be enough to send him in a rage. You don't pass him. Yes. So, I mean, this is a yes. So, or was it something else? But, or did he come in that mode? However, if we listen to the 911 call,
2: mm-hmm. Aaron
1: says, I've got three men here. He doesn't say there's three people here or there's three strangers I've here. I've got three men, men here. Says, three. I've got three men. That means that he, it's like, I, do, I relate, it's like a painter. I've got three painters here with me, like I've got them here. Like I brought them. Like yeah. we're together. I, like I've got them here. That's what Aaron was doing. Yeah. Now yeah. I do want to say this. I think it's very important to to say that the counselor that I've mentioned several times, she was on the stand after when we were helping. She was helping very much to keep Gracie out of Aaron's grips. Mm-hmm. She came and testified, and they asked her. Did she believe that Aaron was capable of killing Grant? And her response, and we have transcript of this as well. Okay. But I'm paraphrasing right now, but mm-hmm. she, her response was something like, I would really hate to believe, to think that Aaron would kill Grant. But I have seen his uh, spontaneous impulsive rages myself and just what i've seen so i don't know what she saw or what what caused them but she said just with what i've seen if he was in that state of mind yes he would have killed grant so the possibility is out there yes that he snapped into it and did it and then panicked trying to cover it up but he had too much help lauren he had uh
0: and I yeah. want to get, I do want to get to that because that is something that really needs to be addressed. But he before, knew
1: how to plan a funeral. He knew how to do the hospital work. He knew he all knew of it. those
0: things. And while I was
1: just going back and forth and then sitting with Grant, he was out there booking, um, trying to get he, Vince, Vince Gill sing at the service.
0: I mean, uh,
1: again, like I said, this, this I behavior love is, is... Oh, I have nothing against Vince that I've, I've known him for years as so sweet as he can be, but is not the day that you're trying to
0: connect with him to Correct. No, I mean th- let's be clear. This this behavior is incredibly bizarre. There's no denying that. In your mind or or from what you have gathered from um you know the lacerations on Grant's body, everything that you saw, the fact that his baseball bat was missing. I mean or out of place. The fact that, you know, nobody tested that. I mean, do is is like this baseball bat is it in evidence somewhere do you have it can you put a blue light on it for blood like where where we are ble- we with that
1: i sent everything uh you know the hat was in the ditch uh grant had his shoes and socks on which were pristine as pristine as they left the house brand new with and his socks were white as i, ble- I bleach his yeah. socks right so they were just as white as when he left the house the goggles the phone you mentioned i think on one of the tiktoks i listened to. Uh, And the hat were left in the ditch. All of those things, including the bats in the back, have gone to a forensic center um, where they can do expert testimony. I've had everything scanned, including uh, the truck, you know, because I found the truck and got it. So we had the truck looked at. And uh, but there but there's one bat missing. And so and that bat. there's a bat missing from his equipment that he usually has. Well, and no- it's actually not from his equipment that he usually has. It's another one of those odd moments where I'm just in total grief and he's planning what's going to be on the stage at the memorial at, at the church. Yeah. And he, he sends me a list of every item that will be on display at the church. And he, he lists Grant's five adult bats, which would have been what was Grant laying in what would have been in Grant's bag in the back of his, uh, Yeah. Bill but he also says that he's bringing two aluminum 9U bats to the service. and i'm like "What? why are you yeah. bringing two 9U bats and then it struck then one of them disappeared so when that when everything came back to me he said everything's coming back to you and when everything came back to me the bat oh. that,
0: you're saying like one of the two bats that he said, I mean, that could be explained like, Oh, he wanted to keep a bat for, well, just for the purpose. And why would he want to use a nine U? I and don't what know a what a nine U is. is. What is that? Nine U a
1: nine year old. Why would he oh, want a bat? Oh. Why, or what about a 10 year old bat or 11 year old bat or an eight year old bat? Or, it, um, and then another thing that was, uh. You know, there's a couple of points, one in the video where I, you can tell he's telling the truth. And uh, it's when I ask him, was he laying like this? And he's like, no, 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 no. He was laying kind of like this with his head on a pillow and his hands like this. And the ha- hair just stood up on my neck. I thought, because obviously you saw him and that's how the paramedics found his hands. Like this? Like this. And that's called a remorse kill. That's a psychopath. If you look, at there's remorse kill and then there's... uh. Remorse and then what's the other one? But anyway, it's a remorse kill. It's where you put them in a comfortable position. So he so the same thing happened here at the house, right here where I'm sitting at the the doorway of this bedroom. Mm -hmm. He wanted to see who famous had sent flowers. He just could not get this off his mind. So we we made an agreement. My friend Melanie said, okay, fine, you bring the truck out to WPI tomorrow, which would have been Tuesday after Grant passed. And she said uh the week after Grant passed. And she said, and then you can come to Angie's house after that, and you can go through the flowers. So he was like, okay. He wanted to go through this. He didn't just go through them. He made pictures of the cards and the arrangement so he could send thank you notes to everybody. Yeah, that's so weird. But however, while he was here, he asked me, did you ever find that pine tar bat of Grant's, which was the big, it's, that's called a fungo bat. They use it. It's, it's I mean, it's the ugliest bat in the whole, in anyone's okay. stack.
2: Okay. And it's the one that's used
1: for batting practice and fungo. It's all beat to heck, but that's the Grant, the bat that Grant batted with because Grant didn't want to go out with a flashy bat. He wanted to go out with an old beat up.
0: And you were so, telling me that bat is missing?
1: No. So I said, oh. so it was, and I couldn't find it. And it had gotten back to Aaron. Uh, Now, mind you, I, I had open communication with him until I got everything I needed from him. And then I shut it off. Right. So, uh, he's in standing in the house and I said, yeah, I found that pine tar bat. I keep it right here. If anybody breaks in this house, I'm going to knock their head off. Yeah. Yeah. I went right over his head that I was talking about him (laughs) and he said, but do you have any, do you have one? Do you have that other nine You bat? And I went yeah. He's like, it's in, in Grant's room. I said, yeah. He said, well, let me tell you something. He said, go get it. So I went and got the other one and he holds it in his hand. And again, he goes into this phase where you can tell he's telling the truth. And he says, now, if you want to kill somebody, you hit them with this because it's metal. And he said, also, you have clearance. So he did like this to the door facing. And he showed me that you like with a longer adult bat pardon me to all the baseball players out there it says she's saying that totally wrong but with the regulations the regulation yeah. size yeah you don't have clearance because it hits he said it look it hits the but with the nine you bat it's short and he said you can come down on a man's head and kill him with this thing and i and the hair stood up on the back of my neck again and i knew that's what he used
0: so Angie, you believe, I, I you you believe he knocked Grant out and then with one, let's say one hit that matched two hits, okay. here
1: One to his jaw that, because when I got to the hospital, the only thing, Grant was perfect. Like he just got out of the shower. I do want to say that the bruises on Grant's hips and thigh, mm-hmm. that's sliding bruises from baseball. Wow, okay. Because um, I saw everything except I respected his private area. But I, I took the sheet off and yeah. I looked and that where he has those scars, bruises, whatever you want to call them during baseball season. That's just a, uh, that's just a, a strawberry that opens up over and over and over and over again. Right. Right. So that's what that was. And I saw them, but um, he had not a mark fingers, hands, everything. Perfect. The only thing was the back of the head. And so, but his um, jaw, it um his we we didn't have the goggles yet but when the when you get he got hit in the eye a couple times playing basketball when you yeah. get hit in the, eye, the that goggle is made that oakley is made to pop out to protect the eye
2: yeah from the lens.
1: you could tell he'd gotten hit here and then when we got the goggles back sure enough that lens was popped out so he had a little teeny mark here that the oakley glass will leave when it gets hit to the skin and popped out mm-hmm. and then his jaw looked it, he looked perfect but it just looked uh like he like he had been sucker punched and the, his okay. bottom his bottom teeth on that same side because they still had the they still had him prep for the ventilator that never got turned on okay so his mouth is open and the yeah. bottom teeth on that left side were laid over and that is uh like a boxer who gets hit. I was just thinking that now. I believe he got cold cocked or hit from behind with the bat, never saw it coming. And then the glasses get knocked off. Grant can't see three feet without the glasses, but also he's in a daze. It may have even knocked him out some point. And then I believe the other, then I believe he fell back into the ditch. And at that point, he, they just roll him over. This ditch is as tall as I am. So I'm five, five. If I stand in the bottom of it, you, you can't see me. Right. So right. The pictures don't do it justice. So he's in a deep ditch. They roll it over and come across the back of the head with the same bat. I think it was two licks, one bat. And do I think Aaron did it? Yes. And then do, you do I think the men helped? Do I think the men were there Possibly. to help clean it up? Yes. Do I think the next week that people from Grace Chapel and from um from people that the people from Grace Chapel were out there cleaning up with the police and cleaning up? I, as a matter of fact, I know they were because some of them told me, um, they, they tried very, very hard to convince me that Grant's injuries matched the accident. And I, they do not, they, they
0: they they obviously, it doesn't take, I mean, honestly, Angie, it's like, again, I read this and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I guess I was thinking the same as you back of the head. Once my initial thought was he falls into the ditch because that's sort of where he's hit. I took that as maybe he gets hit again. They flip him over and they take the car out of park. And then shoom, there you go. You see? Yes. And life 360
1: can be a bit off, mm-hmm. but I called the company. Okay. and This truck was never at the top of the hill part. It was never up there part by Aaron. It was on, on the side of okay. one. of Okay. So something tells me Then we also have a witness that says they saw a car on the hill to go up to WPI, the, on the entrance. Okay. Walking the entrance with the hood up and a man under it. So if that, Grant pulled up and somebody that, that he knows mm-hmm. that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, he said, they say said it was a gray-haired man. Um, or if somebody's in trouble, Grant's going to stop. Now Grant has PTSD, so he's also going to have a minute of freeze. Like, whoa, yes. this is off. Especially of if it was something he knew. And then he's going to go like, oh, wait a minute. And he's going to get out. And at that moment, his truck blocks the view from 109. Mm. He's on this side of that truck. And that's why the goggles were actually found. The lenses and the goggles were actually laying in the grass beside the sidewalk. And you can see them in the
0: police photos. So everything was in the ditch. And and also- Aaron went back on his word. He told the police initially and you Grant was getting his stuff out of the bed of the truck. And then he went back and said, oh, no, his stuff was in. Now, to me, that's very conflicting. And that that in itself deserves more questioning. But Angie, I I'm trying to figure out, I guess, um, money wise. Now, Aaron was a prominent figure when he was a news anchor and he was a sports anchor, you know, et cetera. Now he works as a financial advisor for Merrill Lynch. Generally, financial advisors do very well for themselves. I don't know his his parents, if they have money and power. I don't, okay, fine. That's that's a no. Uh, They live off of his money. Mm -hmm. Okay. As far as his aunt goes, you said that money was basically squandered when he was trying to take you to court all of these years. That was millions and millions. That could
1: have been either anywhere between five to 14 million. And Aaron has also, his wealth has increased.
0: So he's doing something. So Aaron, so this is it. This is the thing. Also, when you get money like that, right? You don't just get the money in your bank account. You disperse that, you know, as you will, into a trust, maybe, you know, with a Goldman stock account, whatever. Yes. So it can appreciate. So- so Aaron has money. We have to figure out exactly how much, and then, you know, at this point, I'm looking at I'm looking at the um, the Grace Christian School, right? Or Grace Christian you said Academy. That about donors last night? I went. Oh, did I, well when I said that? Did I say that? Yeah. So I don't know if I said it out loud, but I'm going on the site and I'm like looking for the donors. So all they have on the site is big company donors. I have a call into the school to get a list of individual ones. Um, listen, they're again, if if they are protecting Aaron, I don't see how I'm going to get it. I got to find like a nice sweet woman, you know, old lady that works there to kind of like, uh, whatever. I know I'm saying this out loud. Hopefully they don't listen, but it's really important that we figure out what these people, why they're protecting him so much. How much money is he giving? What does he have on them? This is crazy that even the police, and again, this is local police, right? This is not state state. No, i'm I'm assuming this, local this
1: happened We're in Williamson County now. we we reside here. This happened in Sumner County an hour away from here, okay. but it was just the local Gallatin Police
0: Department local, exactly. So we have to figure out, you know, exactly where it's it's the money trail because Aaron, clearly, at, at this point, if it's a small town, and i would say most people know the history of your family right in in a and you can correct me if i'm wrong you are in one small town normally all of the neighboring towns possibly would hear about oh the solomon drama oh my gosh those yeah, kids have like been the, dragged the
1: solomon case and you know and oh how sad it is that angie is it went from mentally suicidal and they made that a bad thing
2: mm-hmm. to
1: yeah. uh mentally ill And when that didn't work, I became a drug addict for them. I mean, so everybody is just so, they're so sad. It was so bad that Angie
0: was all these things when I was just like I am right now. Yeah. Well, and that's, you actually nailed it. It's so crazy because in 2023, people would be quote unquote canceled for treating a supposed suicidal woman like she was the fucking black sheep of her family and, and putting it normally, it's right. like everybody would come to her and say, oh my gosh, let's get you help. Let's get you therapy. Yeah. We're going to surround you by love and this and that because clearly you would be a danger to yourself, not really a danger to others. The which last is- thing you would do is take the children away. Correct. If someone's I mean, suicidal. Right, right. I mean, none, of this, I heard- none of this makes sense, like at all. Um,
1: it but- all. It was all a smokescreen, including the divorce. And I should go back and tell you that um, we've had, we've had additional women who've come forward and they too were, have been roofied and
0: raped by Aaron. And okay. I'm one. Of them. So you have, you so have I, women I, that are willing to go on record and say this. They're
1: not ready to go on. They're not, they're not ready to go to speak or be
0: on video. And I respect that. Of course. I, oh my gosh. Yes. I have of course. a statement from one of them. Angie, are any of them underage? Uh,
1: one of them was six years old when he, and now oh. she's a
0: former Miss
1: Tennessee. I'm sorry, she was six years old, and her mother didn't believe her because she was dating Aaron. We were married, but she was dating Aaron, and her mother. You didn't said she was six years, years old, sixteen or six? Six years old. She's six years old, and she was a beauty pageant contestant. She's now a former oh, Miss. Oh, teenager. sorry, her mother was dating
0: Aaron. I'm sorry. Yeah, while he was married sorry. to me. Oh, oh shit. So he was having an affair with this oh. beauty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. So, but, but when she's told me that I knew immediately because I remember how excited he was when he got to judge the beauty pageants as a celebrity judge
0: for channel four. Okay. Sorry. I am. Um... So this to me. I'm getting very hot and sweaty and worked up because I don't I don't take well to the pedophilia stuff like at all. Um, no, me neither. And yeah, I, which is why when then you then mentioned- I found out then I find out years later,
1: I didn't put it together. I just knew I'd put I felt like I had put myself in the position to be raped. So I punished myself for years. I'd never told Grant that's how he got here. And then oh. I was my dad, my dad um is an elder in the church of Christ and said and told it was behind my back, but they, he and Aaron were buddies, I guess. And maybe he even sent Aaron. I don't know, but he said, it make me look bad if she, cause I was going to raise Grant on my own.
0: And he said, it'll make me look bad. If, uh, sounds she, like it's old school corrupt Christian corruption. And I, so I'm, he, you know, for me to say that I'm a Christian, but I can obviously well, I see, king. yeah, well, he, I can he, obviously he see said,
1: that you'll marry him or I'll kill you. So I did, I thought, but it was years after that that I realized, wait mm. a minute, he brought me a diet Mountain Dew that night. Mm. So it, I I just asleep. So I was asleep. I, didn't, I did feel out of body, like drugged, but it took me a while to go, wait a minute.
2: Mm.
1: He brought me my favorite drink, which is a diet Mountain Dew, which is great. Cra- we, we didn't go on a date. You yeah. just go to a Titans game and stand on the field and be, you know, be like, not, I love sports. It's yeah. awesome. Very cool. You can be a channel four person, but he got me that night and I blamed myself for since I, so I'm 53. I blamed myself for 21 years and for putting myself in that position until I talked to the woman who is actually my age. She was 19 at the time. And she wow. said, I put myself in that position and I've not been able to forgive myself. I'm like, wait a minute. He prayed on you. Mm-hmm. And then I real, and then she says, he prayed on you. He and that prayed was on you, Angie. Myself, that's when I gave myself forgiveness. And so did she, and it healed. It was really healing for us to talk to each other. I but think it's still, so important. She's given a statement. Um, that can be it's, read. She's also ready to talk or talk in print. Um, she's you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to get her information and I know there's,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, listen, I, I have a feeling this is just the beginning. And and I told you, I plan on reaching out to Aaron. I, I would like to hear what he has to say. I guarantee he won't speak because of, I know that he had a defamation lawsuit against you and Gracie, but that was thrown out by the courts, which is amazing, but no, but I, I, I mean, he, he, the thing is he shouldn't talk at this point all of this is so incriminating. All you need here is substantial proof for the FBI um, to take this case over. Because at this point, the local police is not going to help you. That is not at all. I don't believe the TBI will either. I I actually agree with you. So I think at this point, you need multiple people to come forward with, with proof if, if so, and then they can start to really look into him, look into, you know, get, get a warrant, look for drugs, look for these GHP, look for a baseball bat, look for anything. Get, get him, him evaluated, evaluation. get this man evaluated at, at this time, because not only does he clearly have this narcissistic personality disorder, but he also quite possibly is very mentally unstable going in and out of these episodes. I'm not a doctor. That- I am not diagnosing this. No, but-, but the the
1: uh, the woman that, that I've become friends with, that mm. this happened to both of us, she uh, remembers a pillow over her head. He tried to smother her. So I I I don't know. I mean, why people, would all these people, Angie, be out what, to get him? You know what I'm saying? Like, why no, would they I, all make
0: this up? These, like,
1: they, Both of these people that have, both of the people that I've, that I've spoken to that have come forward are very credible, have done wonderful things with their lives. Mm. Um, and they've just buried this until they saw Gracie. And I don't, I don't think that's everyone. Um, I don't know how many people didn't make it, but I'll also tell you that right now, while no one is doing anything, he's, yeah. he's on. Um, is it ten? He's on. It's Tinder. He's on Tinder recruiting women right now, and they they have messaged me and said, "Oh my God, thank you, you saved my life," because um, a dangerous man. Because Uh, they and they offer he 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 offers them straight up. He tells them that he's got two children, both living,
0: and and then screenshot this and send it to you. I mean, that's not a crime, but it's fucking weird. I mean, like. I don't, they may have. Yeah, keep that because that's odd. Well, I here. keep
1: everything. Yeah. I keep
0: everything. It's, it's obviously but. not a crime, but it's so
1: fucking odd. No, but then the first thing he asks is, will you meet me at, and it's like a swanky
0: hotel bar for drinks. Dude, he's, he is probably doing well for himself. Like I said, something really, though, Angie, that I'm really, I'm, I'm so disturbed by Jacques Cabell or however you say this magistrate's name. I had to just look it up again. That's that is very, if you you do something very very important. I really think is to find that transfer of Grant saying, "I am scared to go back to my father because I think Got he it. right here at that and then he's alone with his father. I still it's it's all circumstantial. I know, but this to me, we gotta we gotta put this out there. So I'm gonna wrap this up. So I'm gonna put this into two parts. Um, okay. But, but I want to again end this it seems with like there uh, was
1: one thing you asked me yes Let me make sure earlier yes you have a list of your questions that you guys I,
0: had. I had well I did I had um yeah I wanted to know what I needed cleared up was how were greasy's claims of abuse substantiated which you mm-hmm. clarified in a different district um I wanted to know how did Aaron get custody of the mm-hmm. kids in the first place which was a very layered uh, corruption, documented detail. Yeah. That was very, um, yeah. And how it was possible that he did this. And then, um, the biggest thing for me, which again, to me is this is action, right? I, I want to take, I want this. I don't want to just cover this for you. Right. I want to take, thank you. No. Yeah, of course. But no, but this is for everybody listening. We need to take action. So we need to raise this money. So again, the I hate to say, I hate to say that I am a pharmacist I'm a pharmacy manager.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm a single mom. I do not, he does not offer child support. I'm not going there. I'm We're we're scared of him. I don't want to be attached to him, but, but I also, I don't want his fucking You're going to yeah. have to bleed. No, it's want, okay. No, it's fine. I don't want his money. Gracie and I want to do what we're doing on our own. But I give every penny I have, I would sell everything in this house. I have already started selling things to make sure that I can build a, um, I've got the, I've got, we already have the person retained that right. can do everything for us. He, we've already gone through the list of exhumation, accident reconstruction, all, all of these things. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the GoFundMe, it's got to be so padded. The, the money's got to be so padded that the that this attorney always feels like he can do exactly what he wants to do rather than well well they might not have the because no, we have a I, great, I agree. we have a great um we have a great agreement I paid a, a small retainer and then he's gonna and then civil suit there'll be money from Aaron Look, but yeah sorry to interrupt but you in the, in the meantime no. I cover I prompt I said I would cover these other things that come up that we need to do including uh, just like for example a transcriptionist or court reporter for every time um we bring some in for dep- we bring someone in for deposition that costs money and if we fight have mm-hmm. to fight with him at all uh someone paid for Grant's plot and the entire funeral uh our entire what do they call it, celebration of life, it was a Yeah, funeral. right, right. But they paid for the whole thing like twenty four thousand dollars, and then they gifted Grant's plot to Aaron. So in his mind, that that was. But in his mind, in in Aaron's mind, he believes he he owned Grant here. He called Me. them his possessions, and he owns him now. But according to the state of Tennessee, we own like each or half and half, like when a child dies. Right. Uh, each parent owns half. So if we had to fight it, if we had to argue, then we do have, can we get it? Uh, can we win that argument? Yes. Because
0: grant live with me. Well, I also was just, this just crossed my mind as you're speaking. Did he have a uh, life insurance that he took out on Greenland? That's what we also wonder on that because he was a financial advisor and he knew everything. And also- Wouldn't the- you know that though? Wouldn't you be able to get that information very easily as it's your son and you- How would I if he- I don't a- know. I guess I don't know, but how I feel like it's, he could speak to, you know, he m- maybe- do you, not, do you know of any attorneys that that Aaron works with that he might've set this up? Because you have to do this through an attorney, you know, the life insurance. They have to, did Grant ever mention to you that maybe he went through some kind of physical, that's what I was wondering, like if, you know, if possible for Aaron as a motive, not only to protect himself, but would he also get some money out of this to be able to pay I do believe that. off? I like, know, and Gracie so, right. So that's something that, you know, should probably be looked into he never
1: he never really got to be a full-fledged kind of a you know help you out here little deal to give him a job at Merrill Lynch because he uh has so many bankruptcies he has a bankruptcy on his record oh Aaron and does yeah he, yeah so what he was was basically the the paper guy and the entertainment guy at night but however he's mm-hmm. he has passed the courses so therefore he does know he how to
0: so this is, I mean, at this point, this GoFundMe and I'm going to say like for Sandy Smith, Stephen Smith, they were able to, like I said, raise a hundred grand to do this. So this is super important because the more money you raise, not only can you get these answers, but here's the thing, Angie, if Aaron is innocent, he will not fight you on this. You know well, that's, what I'm saying? Everything
1: thing everyone has said. And like, I agree. Why wouldn't he want to know what happened to Grant?
0: I don't know. And that's like, why, why they- would you-
1: Like, the minute that Gracie and I wanted to know what happened to Grant, that was what it was I wanted to get back to just briefly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But uh, the minute Gracie and I started and then friends and everyone started to grow, what happened to Grant, there was this faction of people that have power, position, and control, Mm -hmm. and people maybe worship those people that just became angry at us like enough to throw spades oh just my God. because but yeah. you know what that that was a red flag to me like why wouldn't a child is weird it doesn't ever
0: know what happened uh, what you would you, think why are and you, you hating on us and you know what maybe it's to the point where you say okay Aaron, you know you you do your thing you say okay we'll lay off you we're not gonna say that you did it anymore we just want to know what happened. That's so what I don't said, if over you over. don't mind, just move aside and let us I, do I this. Wanna,
1: I want to know is his parent. I do want to know what happened. And if it ends up being that the only witness was involved in what happened, mm-hmm. and that ends yeah. up being his father, then so be it. But I also want to know the processes. I, I've got right. to know was he was he alive under that truck? Mm. Uh, mm. I, I need to know the processes, but Um, I also want to say that, um, I established a foundation for Grant and that foundation will be used later for good to keep it. He was, he loved everyone. So it's a love like Grant foundation, but then I set up a, um, DBA on it called Grant's army and, um, everything, the GoFundMe, it it goes straight into Grant's army. It doesn't come to me. It goes straight there. And then that way it can be completely like from there sent straight to the attorney Good. Um, so I have it in, not just that, but in protected funds to go straight there. And also, uh, it's a 5013C, so people can actually oh okay. to grant to Army if they don't want to go through Venmo and things like that. They can actually do a larger donation. if That if someone is very cool. Interested. Um, okay. And what I did want to tell you how I found out was my head was spinning. Nothing made sense. And on Wednesday night, all of the band of brothers, all of his friends were staying at my friend Melanie's house and people were bringing mattresses. they were sleeping on the floor. They kept them all together, fed yeah. and together. And the boys went out to the scene uh, the next day on Tuesday and they took metal detectors and they took um, measuring tape. Um, so his friends house. were suspicious from the start immediately. Okay. And, and on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So Aaron had me running from place to place, to place, to place, to place, which was to keep me busy that week. Right. So yeah. on Wednesday night, right here where I'm sitting, and I was standing here, my phone rings. I wasn't even answering my phone that week, and it was a number I didn't recognize. But you know what? I answered it, and it mm. was the noise from a payphone at the yeah. gas station up the street. Wow. And they wow. said, "Miss Angie, we need to tell you something. Mr. Aaron did it." And I said, "Oh, I missed it." And then I my my best friends, two best friends, were in my kitchen. Oh, I called them in my God. bedroom. I said, hold on. Is there something I'm missing and you're not telling me? And they're like, well, nothing's adding up, Angie. And everybody, everybody believes Aaron killed Grant. And I said, why do you tell me? Well, you are just, I said, no, I, of course he did. Oh, I mean,
2: then, it then, made, mm.
1: then I asked one more, I, then the, yeah. Then the cementing person would be Gracie. So I said, Gracie was out with her best friend. I said, Gracie, come in here. She came in she sat over here beside me. I said, I want to ask you two tough questions. Just give me your, just what you thought initially. She said, I said, so when I called and told you Grant had been in an accident and you needed to come to the hospital, what was the first thing you thought? She said, dad did it. And I said, and then when we were at the hospital and I told you Grant didn't make it, what did you think? And she said, dad did it.
2: Mm.
1: And so at that point, uh, that night, all the boys, they would come over every night, but that night we didn't have any additional adults. And I just sat and listened to them and their theories and their ideals and they were already talking about the things we've just talked about and i uh we didn't have we didn't have a medical report we didn't have anything to look at
0: um and i want you to be careful though like in in saying that too much only because they're going to throw it back at you and say you believe the theories of a, a couple kids i would just right. just plain well, devil's it, advocate i would that probably how how it happened the kids called right, right yeah and that's
1: yeah, what, that's what triggered me to go oh and then because I because now back,
0: you have actual facts and substantial evidence to back a lot of this up. Is, and then on, is all, and yeah. I then I
1: said, okay, Grant. Uh, Thursday came. I said I'm going to give you the serve. I'm. It was my job to plan everything. I I didn't want Steve Berger to speak, but that was an Aaron thing. Mm-hmm. But I planned everything. I said I'm going to devote myself to planning the service that you deserve. And then, as he was going down, I actually said aloud, "You're coming back up." And I, I took a my first sleeping pill on Saturday night because I hadn't taken any.
2: I don't so blame you. Messed with me.
1: I slept all day Sunday, and then on Monday morning I was up and um, at Aaron's house videoing and asking if I could video it as he explained. Right. And I was working for Grant, and I hadn't haven't stopped since.
0: I'm really in awe of you. You're, I mean, you really are. You're really incredible. Um, I'm so I glad like I we spoke. Done better to protect him, but no. And are you kidding me? Listen, listen, it's very clear to me. This was well out of, out of your scope. It was well out of anyone's scope, this man. And part of the reason, and you're telling me more and more, this man is a danger to society. Um, or, or so it seems based on, you know, some of the, the things that I've heard. So I can't, you know, I can't make these accusations directly and and whatever but it seems like this it's dangerous and um and you're doing the right thing for yourself your family and for for others so um this will definitely be the the first of many that we cover with with what's going on absolutely i'm putting this out today so um, I'm gonna stop recording right now. If you're on so, the right
1: trail with the the money
0: at GC. I oh girl, I know I am. Um yeah, I know. But here I'm gonna stop recording, guys, right now. Okay, I know that was a lot. If you got through it, I'm so happy. That was uh, over two hours, but a lot of information here, a lot of things that are are now going to be out in the public, in the public eye. Um so. Angie and I decided that we are going to correspond weekly about findings that, you know, maybe she found or or if somebody came forward, whatever. So you can look for weekly updates here or maybe even biweekly. I will just make new episodes as Angie and I speak as we dive into this case and get a bit further. Thank you so much for listening. You are so appreciated. And anything you can do to help, go donate to the GoFundMe. That is so important to get things moving in the justice for Grant and freedom for Gracie.